whoa, 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 whoa. What are you talking about, DJ? What? <laughs> oh, yeah, big news, everybody. Big news! Whoop, whoop, whoop! Welcome in, everybody. Welcome in to the show. Maybe one of the biggest shows that we've ever had, Ripper. Oh, no. Maybe, oh, no. Maybe oh, one no. of the biggest shows that Talking Trek has ever produced. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to immediately go share this link with your entire team, with the official Discord, with everybody you know, because here today, for the very first time ever, Game Design will be with us live to yeah, talk about... We are not going to make it to a record high of live listeners. We need to get we need to get to a record high, baby boy. No, that's not going to happen. Do you remember when that was? I do remember when it was. It was the the gala, the the gala incident, is what it was. Gala gate. J G gala gate. <laughs> we had over a thousand people. Over a thousand people. Well, listen, who doesn't want to hear from a live game design employee? Who wouldn't want to hear that? Let's talk to them about what we're concerned about, what we like, what we don't like, and get some answers to questions about this loop, ladies and gentlemen. This is absolutely huge, and I'd like to welcome you in to Talking Trek, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. My name is Ultimate DJs, and I'd like to welcome you guys all in today. Ripper, are you excited? I can feel, I can feel the tension in the air. <laughs> I used, listen, I'm not even kidding you. I used every favor in the book for this, guys, today. Everything. Everything. Yeah, I never had any. So. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is going to be a big one, folks. Welcome into the show. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is indeed Talking Trek Live. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm totally discombobulated, Ripper. Completely skipping over the Talking Trek server sound off. You know, I, I could say hi to a couple of people. Uh, but, but just, man, I, I, I'm even later than I wanted to be, Ripper. I have been scrambling all day. Let me just tell you a little bit about the day that we've had here, Ripper. Obviously, at Event Reset, things went a little bit sideways. Trying to get that fixed. But along those same lines, having an opportunity this morning to speak to the person the guy who wrote this entire feature, asking questions about uh, loot and conversions and repair costs and, and time on the loop and, and all this stuff. Now, again, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna lay this thing all out, and I want to welcome you guys all uh, for being here on our show here today. 160 messages would have been read in the Talking Trek server sound off. Sadly, I didn't get to it, and I do apologize. Uh, we have 471 human bodies cramming our stage, and I want 700 more. 700 more to come in for the first ever live interview with game design. I mean, first time ever. Okay? It's never 
happened before. And, and I am so, so pleased and so grateful to this individual for being willing to come out here and talk to us today, Ripper. So this conversation this morning, uh, talking about this and that and the loops and the cost and, and, and all this stuff, and, and, and I get a message. And, uh, and he identifies himself to me and says, hey, I'm, I am the creator. The, <laughs> I'm being a little bit exaggerating, but, <laughs> but I am the creator. And so I just start going to town on questions, Ripper, uh, just all kinds of stuff. And, uh, and he answers every single one of them to me, including addressing some of the concerns that we have heard, especially for you 50-plus level players. Okay, so mm. so yes, so we are going to talk and, and be able to talk to him today about those issues, and he's going to give you his design. He's going to give you his, his intent. Ripper, you're a huge intent guy. I have a feeling that you're going to really enjoy this conversation today. We are going to talk about the longevity of this loop, what players are going to be able to do, what players are going to eventually realize within this loop. We're going to talk about all of those things today, along with some of the information, Ripper, that we have been given, right? We came out uh, yesterday and said, hey, listen, hey, free uncommons every single day, right? A free rare every three to four days, two epics a month. That's what we said, right? That doesn't appear to be breaking out exactly that way right here on day two. So when we talk about that, we get some of this information. We get some of the insight and some of the intent behind this loop. And again, I do want to be very clear to the people who are listening in our audience. This is not live ops, right, Ripper? This is not event-based. And I know we had a problem with the event today. We can address mm -hmm. it briefly, but that is not what we're going to be talking about in depth today. We're going to be talking with game design about the Bajoran faction, about the Jem'Hadar armadas, about the hostile grind. We're going to talk about all of those things here today and find out what was in their minds as they're creating this particular loop and this new faction and this new content for players in the game who are level 35 plus. This has never, ever happened before. Ain't going to lie. Myself, I'm a little bit nervous. All right. I am even communicating with Echo today. Um, and I, I tell him about our plans, and he has the following thing to say to me, Ripper, and this is so funny. Um, if game design wants to come on your show, they're absolutely welcome to. Just be nice to them, please. <laughs> <laughs> please be nice to them. So Listen, uh, we, we are the <laughs> nicest people on the planet. That's what I told him. I said, I'm always nice. What are you talking about? I'm always nice. Okay, so uh, listen, you guys here are going to get a treat that you've never had before. Whether you appreciate the loop or not, whether you like the content or not, you have an opportunity right here today to hear directly from the mouth, from the mind of the creator of this loop. And, and whether your, your, your criticism is, is constructive or whether it's positive or negative, it needs to be constructive. Don't take advantage of what we have been offered here today as a community. We are getting a town hall with game design. And, uh, and so, yes, I am going to preface today, Ripper, by saying, please, do be nice. Echo said the same thing. Please be nice. All right? Be kind. It's one thing 
to not like some content, but we can talk about the challenges of this content. We can talk about what maybe the problems are. And there are some, right, Ripper? We've discussed them, mm -hmm. you and I. There are a couple of problems. I spent a great deal of time this morning, uh, a couple of hours, in fact, guys, talking with the designer about some of the problems, especially what we're seeing in G5 space. Now, I know that that is going to be something that a lot of players may not be interested in, but it does trickle down, Ripper. All right, we're seeing players that are challenging themselves with the targets that are available. For example, the Armada SMS, which, by the way, is written in such a way that gives you a lot of indication of how this loop actually works. Now, take the reputation event out of today, okay? And even take the hostile grinding event out of today, Ripper, okay? Or that well, out of yesterday. Take those two pieces out because that does rely on, on ops. But if you take a look at the Armada event, the one that's lasting four days, it actually really, really does speak to the intent or the intended design of what this creator uh, wanted to employ in the game by creating this new loop. So we're going to have an opportunity to do that today. And again, I just absolutely beg of you uh, to be kind in your words today because this is a human. This is a human being who may have made a mistake, maybe. Maybe you believe that. Maybe he doesn't believe that. Maybe I believe that or don't believe that. Maybe Ripper has an opinion on that as well. Regardless, we're here to have a human conversation. We're here to have a conversation uh, between professionals about the current state of this game. And I'm very, very, very excited for the first time ever to have that opportunity. And you as our community should hopefully set your pitchforks down for just a moment and recognize what we have, which is incredible opportunity at communication here. An incredible opportunity at feeding back directly to the one person responsible for this loop, Ripper. I'm very, very excited about it. Uh, Yusuke says, I will put nothing down but I will lower it for a minute. <laughs> and, and I appreciate that. I do appreciate that. Ladies and gentlemen, the clock has been set, Ripper. Uh, we will discuss what we need to discuss here today so that we have our notes in order. All right? And coming up in precisely one hour and 12 minutes, game design will be here live. All right? We'll be here live one hour and 12 <laughs> minutes. Yes! Get it all out, Ripper! One hour and 12 minutes. Game design. I apologize. <laughs> Game design will be here in a little over an hour. So we have one hour to gather our thoughts, gather our notes, and discuss what we actually believe the problems will be. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, it wouldn't be an episode. Okay, first of all, I've got people in the chat, Ripper, screaming yes. for the stupid news. Do, do we have no yeah we could we got time or we I'm, can get I'm leaving and I'm gonna tell game design not to come <laughs> <laughs> that's just me look they want the news look at that look at this they they want the news look, look at uh, chat. All, right, all right fine fine this this could be please the people this could be considered <laughs> a talking trick uh special report you know I mean it really could be this is a a, a crazy new opportunity one that we've never had on the show ripper let me let me just ask you and i'm not and i'm not trying to fluff it up because we there are things we got to talk about all right ripper 
whether or not you like the loop, whether or not you like the grind, whether or not you like the exchanges, the cost, the repairs, the time, any of that, is there not something to be said for the fact that they are willing to come here? Like Ripper, we will have a live voice conversation with game design, which I can probably imagine has happened fewer than the times fewer times than fingers I have on my left hand and, and I accidentally cut off two in high school shop. So just just say yeah, well, you know. Does that excite you in any way, shape, or form? Like community, are you are you anxious or looking forward to this opportunity, or is this just another way for you guys to scream and yell about things that you don't like? I have one question about that. All right. How many Loris will be sitting next to that guy? How many lo- I don't know. As a matter of fact, I did ask. You know, when he when he made the offer, I asked, uh, "Do we need lead time? Like, does this need approval? Does it have to go through?" Because you know, I'm I'm sure that Ripper. I'm sure that there are going to be more than one individual over there with just butt cheeks clenched, man, absolutely sitting on the edge of their seat, concerned with what could happen in one hour from now. But this guy. Just said no. Listen, you see, I'd love this to. This is where I actually. He said, know. "I'd love to. I, I think this is a great idea, and I would love to." And 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 as evidenced by that, I said, "Well, hey, we're going to be on the air in thirty minutes." He's like, "You know, I actually got a meeting in thirty minutes." He was like, "What about what about uh, it's going to last an hour? So what about ninety minutes from there?" Ripper, that that's not time for planning. That's not time for legal. That's not time for for no, approvals. I mean, He's just know, willing to come and do it. You know, there's a case to be made. Um, a few game companies had a lot of success with a lot of transparency. And on the other hand... Maybe, you know, <laughs> might be a thing for Scopely to try more. Well, I think it's a great thing that we're going to try today. I think it's absolutely phenomenal, and I'm very much looking forward to hosting him and the dozens of legal analyst who will also be listening to the show to make sure that nothing disastrous happens all right all the new audience members we appreciate it and and i'm very much looking forward to uh why oh are you you have oh no you guys don't have ripper i actually do have ripper i can hear it i do as well yeah all right i can hear him too okay i i rejoined am i back now do we have ripper Hello? Okay, yes, we got Ripper. Congrats. Yes, yeah, we've got yeah, Ripper. Yeah, yeah. All right. Here we go. We always had you. We always had you. Yeah, but chat didn't. Chat like, did not. A lot of people listening didn't. Uh, listen, I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, I I have welcomed our entire Talking Trick panelist uh, panel, but I, I think Bubba is actually going to be taking some time. He's like, wait a second. Do I need to leave work? I'm like, as long as you can be nice. Uh, Trader, uh, I'm sure would love to be here. I don't know what her schedule is. I know she told me she had a, a trial or something. So, uh, as a matter of fact, Rip, if you don't mind, be sure to relay our time frame into our contributors chat to make sure that our panelists um, are no, ready. No, 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 they know, they know. Uh, Bubba knows. I don't know that Trader does. Yeah, that that's enough. Oh. <laughs> All right, fair enough. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into this. Let's start with our analysis. All right, uh, and I'm going to begin with just a very quick and simple overview. As a matter of fact, you guys can take a look in the graphics room. Special thanks to uh, Delta who provided this. And you know, just looking at this from the top down, Rip, it does look it looks a little over engineered, right? I mean, it looks complicated. I don't know that it 100% is, truthfully, 
wildly complicated, but it is very different. It's very new. And one thing that this designer inherently built into this thing was choice. And, and we typically like that. We typically approve that. Um, approve of that particular style of mentality. If you take a look, and, and we're probably going to have to do some following along here today. If you guys take a look in your Bajoran store, you're going to see that you got three options. Of and, and no, Soares, I don't, I don't actually 100% agree with that. He says, yeah, we get the choice of buying packs or not completing events. Now, if you're referring to the reputation event, the reason that's hilarious is because you couldn't even buy that event. <laughs> Like, even, even if the original points were intended, Rip, even if this was intended as a heroic event, it couldn't even be completed with packs because the reputation comes from Bajoran badges. All right, Bajoran badges. And you can't buy the badges. All right, you, you just can't. Let's talk about this loop uh, from the very beginning. First thing you're going to do is you're going to fly way up into northwestern space of your map. You're going to go up into Dominion Space Rip, and you're going to kill Jem'Hadar hostiles, right? They're going to drop um, these antimatter tokens, all right? Antimatter mm -hmm. tokens. The antimatter tokens are the beginning. That's your first currency. We could even we could even number them, all right? Wolfwood says it's the Gamma Quadrant. Let's get it right. And and narratively speaking, does make sense. I even like what they did with the map because it really isn't in any way interacting with our current map, all right? It's all the way out there, Gamma Quadrant, all the way up in the northwest quadrant, uh, the northwest corner of your map has nothing to do with anything, all right? Thankfully, the warp times are, are low and not crazy like they are up in Deep Space or G5, but it is in a section of the map that has nothing to do with anything that we got going on down here, all right? So we're going to fly to this Gamma Quadrant, and we're going to start taking out these hostiles. We're going to earn the antimatter tokens. All right. Now, these tokens can be spent in three ways. In three ways. The first is for reputation. All right. Very simple. And that reputation, by the way, now confirmed by game design, stays the same way all the way up Ops 35 through Ops 60. It is simply 100. I just did mine, Rip. Uh, one, it, we. we Whatever it is, it's the same for everybody. <laughs> okay? Reputation is at 150 for, what is it, Rip? Yeah, 100 uh, badges. All right? So let me, let me back up. See, even this is confusing me. You take the anti-matter uh, tokens. You go into the hostile exchange. Now, this is actually one of the first areas that players do, in fact, have concern with. Right, Rip? Because... For example, the lower-level players, and I, I don't even know if I would say lower-level. Like, I am level 47, all right? For me, my redemption costs were 50000 123000 for a double, 287 for a triple, and it gave me 111 badges per refine, which means uh -huh. I can take home 333 with a triple, all right. For me, also speaking, relatively, a triple was not wildly complicated. I can take my pile. How much was it? 111 badges at 287,000 tokens for a triple. Okay. Now. Oh, so nice. Yeah. As a matter of fact, guys, I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared to share this with you at this moment. I've got <laughs> a lot of data, Ripper. You could ask me any ops level. 
and I can tell you the cost of all three redemptions and how many badges they're getting is all the way from 35 data? to 60. What? <laughs> is it tier 5 data? It's G, it's G, G7 classified, okay? <laughs> um, no, I, I plan on... Listen, I requested... Ripper knows this. I requested a data dump. I requested everything about this Bajoran store. I requested the costs... Uh, the contents of the bundles, the conversion rates, by reputation, Ripper, all the way from 35 to 60. Mm-hmm. All right? Now, that is a tremendous amount of data. Ripper, true or false? Mm. No, it's not a tremendous amount. <sighs> it's a lot of data for me to read through. All right? Uh, and, for that record, I don't even have it all. All right? I don't have all what of it do yet. do you have? They're sending me in, in pieces. So what I have right now at this particular second, which only started coming through moments ago, is with the hostile exchange. Let's start with the badges. That's, after all, the more that, that's a very loud piece of what people are complaining about right now. Extra grind. Okay? Yeah. And granted, it's taking time. And we do believe that there is possibly, potentially, Ripper, and we'll have a chance to talk about this today, there is possibly a scaling problem here. All right, because this is what I was getting ready to say. For me, for example, I can get 333 badges. Uh, it takes 287,000 loot, which is basically two pylums. All right, because I can hold like 190,000. Um, so two pylum cargoes full. If I and here's the kicker: if I use Chen and go hit up to level 51, then it's really not a major problem for me. All right? As a matter of fact, I would almost, I would almost imagine, based off these, these, this data, that anybody who is able to use Chen, this is probably not a big deal. Not, not a super huge deal. Okay? It really breaks off at 52 plus, Rip. And is anybody wildly surprised by that? Because they continually... Unfortunately, not. They, they continually overlook some of the fundamental changes in the game at G5. All right. But at least that, it appears that way. It yeah. does appear that way. All right. And we'll be able to ask that question today. But for me, Ops 47, 287,000 loot. I can do that with two full loads of my pylum. I can go up there with Chen. Um, it probably takes me about eight to 10 minutes per hull, and I come home with 50 to 60% hull remaining. It's still expensive, Ripper. I'm going to spend probably in the neighborhood of 100 to 150 million trite to get what I need for a triple pull. Okay. Now, mm -hmm. obviously, if you don't want to do the triple pull, like Trader says she's not willing to, because of the, of the insane cost, you could do a single, you could do a double. But those badges are the starting point for everything. Those badges are the start point for everything. Okay? If you take a look at the badges, all right, and again, at my level, I'm getting 111 per redeem. All right, that's 333. Even with a triple pull ripper, I still have a choice to make. The choice becomes harder for you if you only do a double. And there is no choice if you only pull a single. All right, now, did I hit 51 as an Ops 47? I did. I did hit up because I can, because my ship can, because I am using... Chen. All right? That is 
one of the pieces that I brought up today, Ripper. There were two really fundamental pieces that, that I really hammered on today that we had a great conversation about. Okay, look at Star Fox. As an Ops 44, I was hitting 47 to 49s, and it was quick to farm. Same for me. I'm 47. I was hitting the 51s. It was quick to farm for me. All right, but it's not that way for everybody. Okay, Metamice says, well, there's warp locks. And yes, there are. All right, but that's going to require the use of a larger ship to get to certain places. You may just have to use the largest ship you've got and the largest warp range that you have. You could, if you really wanted to, uh, if you've got better warp range on summoning, then you could take that up there and hit larger ones, but that could eventually get costly. But it all comes down to the hostile exchange. That is step number one. Step number one is going to determine your speed in this entire loop because of the Bajoran badges, which can be spent in only three ways. One is for the credit exchange. All right. The credit exchange is going to take X number of badges and give you 79 Bajoran credits. Now, real quick, because I don't have this uh, binder in front of me. Is that the same, or does that also scale, Rip? Is it 111 Bajoran badges for 79 Bajoran credits? Ah, see, they are scaling. Look in the chat. Hammer only gets 66. So that is scaling as well. Now, that's okay, because me personally, me personally, this is the one that I choose to skip. I'll explain to you in, in Yeah, but the cost moment. also goes up. The cost also will go up, but again, this has been balanced. So, like, let's say for example, Ripper, you're you're what? What what are you? What's your ops level? Fifty-three. Hang hang on, hang on one second. Uh, game design is actually chatting me right now. <clears throat> All right, sorry. Uh, we're talking about schedules. All right, so if you take a look at yours, all right, your Bajoran credits, it might be 79 credits uh, for 111 badges, and that will also no. scale. I, I said it may be. It, that's going to scale. That's for me at 47. You're 53, Rip. What do you get in Bajoran credits, and how many Bajoran badges does it take? That would be I need 121 badges for 95 121 Credit. badges for 95. Now, Ripper's Ops 53, which ironically means he is also getting 121 badges in his hostile exchange. All right? Yeah, but I also need 1.1 million anti-meta things. For a triple pull. For a triple pull. You do. You need 1.1 million, 431,000 for a double or 173 for a single. Now, here's the problem. And, and the first problem that we laid out today is that these hostels or these costs have been matched up with the amount of loot that the hostels are dropping based on your ops level. Again, I almost, dare I say, and I brought this up today, it almost feels as though this is not necessarily a problem with the loop, but more just, again, pointing back to the dysfunction of the G5 economy. Okay. Yeah, but then it does become a problem with the loop because the design of the loop didn't take that into account. So the design is wrong. Uh, explain to me what you're thinking. So if you say this is a problem with the G5 economy, right? Okay. Then that is not true because 
they knew, like the person that designed this should have known that G5 economy is the way it is and should have adjusted the loop accordingly. Well, I don't disagree. To but be that, didn't, that, that's, that's that's what I brought up. to not have happened. I don't disagree with you. All right. That was the basis of my point. And and what is the problem? The problem is is not even so much time invested, Ripper, as it is repairs, cost investment. And somebody's going to say, well, the G5, they're supposed to pay more. And I mean, we can keep having this conversation. And I keep coming uh, back listen, and saying listen, that's not no, really. Sorry, like to whoever says this, I am not paying almost 10 bucks to do one of the test pulls. You, that is not happening. That's it. That's the cost of these repairs. Which is basically how the repair cost works out. All right. To grind enough. It's basically 10 bucks. So Ripper at Ops 53 ideally should be hitting level 53 hostels. Okay. Ideally. Yeah, which costs me 10 bucks to get enough food to do a chest. Because you have to do how many hulls? Two or three? My cargo is 212,000 on so, my okay. G5 and common So you ship. need four and a half, basically five full cargoes. Now, to fill your cargo ripper. No, I need more than five. Uh, you got 212,000. So what? I would, need more than five. Oh, yeah, because it would be 220. It'd be 220 if it was divided by five. So you need six. Now, to put it in perspective. Which also becomes a significant time investment. It does. Absolutely, it does. You know, just, just warping around and, you know. Like that, but but that that assumes I can actually fill my cargo on fifty threes, which I am not sure right now. Well, and and that's kind of the point, right? How long would it take to a fill the cargo, and b how much hull remaining do you have when the cargo is filled? Let me share with you guys a screenshot from our resident she well. This would be Trader. Okay. Uh, let me show you this in the graphics room right here. This is Trader, as she was voicing her frustration with this lube. You guys take a look in the graphics room. This is her finally dying on a level 60. By the way, she's ops 59, so it's not like she can punch up that much. She might be able to punch up one hostile, okay? But she's 59. She's supposed to be hitting 59s. You take a look right there. 512,000 is what she got. She died with 512,000 cargo in her hull on a Tier 6 Sanctus. We've asked Trader oh before. We've asked Trader before what the repair cost is on that. Do, does anybody remember? What's the repair cost on a Tier 5 Sanctus? It's several billion, if I'm not mistaken. Isn't it like 5 or 6 billion? Right? That seems too low. Uh, um, oh, 9 billion? Okay, John, I, 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 that Yusuke says that's too low. Okay, let's say, let's say it's 9 billion. All right. Let's so say it's I'm, 9 billion. Like, are we talking, so the base cost would be like, is it tier 5? Tier 6. Oh, tier 6. Then mm -hmm. then that is like 90 billion base. So I, I, I think you can maybe get... Yeah, I think 9, nine or 10. Okay, let's assume billion. 10. That's an even easier number to work with. 10 billion as a repair cost. Now... She gets 500,000 out of a full hull, which did probably take a little bit of time too, right? Because notice on that ship, she don't have five loaded. All right? She doesn't have five loaded because she can't in order to effectively hit the hostels. So there's no loot gain there either. Now, uh, if I come up here to my handy-dandy little chart and take a look at Ops 59, she is required 
to obtain 132 badges. So you guys take a look at how many badges you get. I'm getting 111 in the hostile exchange. She can get 132. It's an extra 21 badges. But her triple refine is 3.2 million. So if she's getting 500,000, there's six, maybe a partial seventh hull. So what does that come out to? 60, between 60 and 65 billion Tritanium to do one day's worth of content. I don't know how much Tritanium is 60, uh, 59 gets in a pack, though. I don't know. But it can't be, it can't be, can it it's be 600? It's a lot more than it is for us. It is a lot more than it is for us. And, and how, that was, and that was part of the response, right? Well... And, and we've heard this before, Rip. Well, they're earning a lot more. It's scaling up, and they can get more, and then they get I more get 270, so All right. 500 billion? Maybe 600? I, I don't know. Does that make sense? I don't know, Does but that, that would be 10% of a pack. So it sounds like $10 is, I mean, now granted, you got the other materials and all this stuff, so you can't say it's straight up $10, but it is 10% of the trite that would come in a pack. And Hammer, I agree with you. The answer can't be just go buy packs. That's well, so not it's 900 good design. In total, okay. All right. So it's not good design. All right. So there is a factor, right? If 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 Chen still works, oh, so then it's really not a big deal. But they took Chen out of play, which means the cost of grinding is just inherently more expensive at the higher levels. All right. Listen, mathematically, based on the amount of loot that those hostels are dropping, time-wise, traders' time investment and mine are probably very similar. Okay? Maybe mine's a little bit less because I can punch up more than she's able to. She can only punch up one level. All right? Ripper, when you're doing this loop, what level hostels were you hitting? As an Ops 53. My G5 uncommon ship is not tiered enough, so not very high. Uh-oh. And, of course, time investment is going to Because, you know, I'm skyrocket. That's the, that's the earliest level I could possibly build a G5 ship. All right. And take Can a look. I be expected to have tiered that ship very much at that level? Mm. I don't think so. Well, we've had those kinds of buffers built in before with things like Stella and Vidar and, and those other types of events, even Franklin. There has to be a buffer because just because your Ops 28 doesn't mean your Shipyard 28, certainly doesn't mean you've built the Vidar or even have earned the BPs, certainly doesn't yeah, mean you It could also be 53 without the Shipyard because that is also quite expensive to build. Uh, obviously, that's my point. There's got to be a little bit of a buffer there because just because your Ops doesn't mean you still have that ship. All right. Now, Villain says, can we just take a second and talk about the number of credits available at the different ops levels? I feel like the higher levels could get the favors quickly, more quickly, since they get more credits per day. Well, again, here what we're talking about here. Um, it comes at a significant no. cost. All right. And really, in fairness, it's not speeding them up a great deal. All right. Because the number of credits, as Ripper just said, is what? Nine, what did you say it was? I get 95. 95. I'm getting 79. That's 16 credits difference. All right? When these favors cost 600, well, Ripper in, I can't even do that math. Uh, 19 more. Is that what you just said? No, 16 more. They cost 600. So divide 600 by 16. 
and that's the amount of time it will take for him to have one extra favor than me. I am also not doing three chest pulls of the... I'm not even doing any chest pulls of the Bajoran credits. No, I mean mean the hostile exchange. So I'm not getting, like... Well, that's More true. Than you. That's absolutely because yeah. I'm I I it is it is not realistic for me to invest the time and the resources to get over a million anti-meta things. Well, it, it I don't isn't. disagree. That that portion of the refinery does have faster progression for a higher cost. All right. So that is part of the VIP's complaint as well, is that they're essentially being strong armed into a slower progression. So are they going to get favors faster than you? Probably not. I would say they are not getting them any. They're getting them slower than you, like most lower level players will. Probably. Absolutely. All right. So now we're going to take those badges. We've talked about the badges. We're going to take the badges. We can redeem them for the credits, which I am not going to recommend at this stage. I know some players are doing it, and I understand why they're doing it. It's just not what I would probably potentially do. All right. Uh, Then you can also spend them for directives. Directives, really, you've only got a choice. This is the one uncommon per day rip. It costs 135 badges to get 100 uncommon directives. All right. Even if you were going to do a single pull in the hostile exchange, you could still get 100 uncommon directives, which no. tells me that you're almost forced into the double pull path of the Bajoran badges ripper. I wait. How how are you getting to? You can do what? The How's that one, work? Uh, you said how many Bajoran badges are you getting? 135, right? No, I get 121. 121. Oh, so the directives are still 135. So Yes. Okay, so the game is practically forcing you into the double. They're practically forcing you into the double because you can't even get the directives every single day if you're not doing yes. the minimum of a double. All right? So you take a look at doing the double, fine. Then you come in and you spend the badges on your uncommon directive. The third place where you can spend them which I do think we probably should look at that here early, Rip, is in Bajoran Reputation. All right? Bajoran Reputation, by the way, thankfully, does remain constant all the way up. All the way up. It is, uh, Ripper, help me out. I already pulled mine today. I believe it's 100. That's correct. 100 for 150 Reputation. Yes. All right? 250 if you want 300 Reputation. And then, I don't even remember, uh, 500 if you want 450 reputation. Uh, and yes, the, that that reputation chest doesn't scale by ops. That is correct. It's sta- uh, Yeah, sorry, but, Bubba, I meant all the way up by ops. All right, 35 through 60 is is how that stays. All right, so, uh, no, it, it will change at the next reputation level, okay? It will change at the next reputation level. And I don't disagree, DJ Gurr. Ripper said the same thing. This is why today's event scoring was so weird. It should have been the same. For everybody, like there didn't need to be brackets. This, no, no, no. The, the the that event that launched today should never scale by ops. No, no, it should have been never. one event for everybody. <laughs> no, they, they can do they can do scaling based on faction levels, which would make sense. Well, but not by ops, but yeah, but that can nobody, never happen for these. Nobody at this point can even be to gorilla. That's that's irrelevant. But well, if they do scaling faction level correct 
And this event will run again at the end of the month after some players may be Gorilla and other players may not be. So it will need to be taken into account for the event that happens at the end of the month. All right. But nonetheless, that is the third and final place where you can spend your Bajoran credits is on reputation. Now, if I am fortunate enough, and, I, and I'm not rubbing this in, G5, because I'm representing you very well. Trust me, Bubba and Trader both know how much time I've spent on this today. But if you are fortunate enough to get the triple pull, then directives and reputation, in my mind, are the two bundles that you redeem. Okay? That's, that's my opinion, Ripper. Obviously, you can chase this however you want. I had some players saying, well, I want the credits because I want more credits so that I can get the favors. And I get that. The favors are actually very good, Rip. All right? They're pretty tag on good. There's some good sure. ones in here. Hull Health and, and the extra ultra recruits in the 24-hour bundle. Loot Rewards, uh, which we're going to talk about here in a moment. Loot Rewards, uh, not only from Hostels, but also from the Armadas themselves. All right? You've got this amazing one right here, increasing the cost efficiency of Uranium for your Stella. That is probably one of my favorites. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm teasing. I, I think I know why that one was there. I do have a question to ask about that one. I got a question to ask about that one. All right. But um, you're, you're right. Vengeance says, I don't know, DJ. I feel like I kind of disagree because there are a couple of favors there which are wildly important to speeding up the progression in the loop, which is a piece of the conversation that we had uh, here today. Which one? Sorry, uh, sorry. I'm, I'm. Tr this is incredibly hard having two conversations at once. Um, you're right. The two that are going to make this loop better and easier are profits tribute and profits prize. Uh, sorry, not tribute. Profits prize and profits reward. Profits prize increases loot rewards from the hostels. Okay. 50% is at uh, favor level one. Profits reward increases the uncommon, rare, and epic armada credits from the solo armada targets. All right? Also very important. Now, Captain Jack says profits reward is broken. I don't believe that it is. My testing indicates that no. it's not. My testing indicates that it's not, but I am going to tell you what is broken about it. All right? We'll talk to you about that in just a moment, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. All right? So, Vengeance, you have a very, very obvious and clear uh, path that your opinion is absolutely... I mean, if that's what you want to do, you're absolutely right. If you're going to take that path of Bajoran credits, then your targets are aimed at the right favors. Okay? They are absolutely aimed at the right favors. This is like taking a look at the Starbase research tree, Rip, and saying, okay, well, the first thing we want to do is pick out the, the, uh, the efficiency, Right? The metal efficiency, whatever that was, the, those those rewards, the metal efficiency, right? Like, Vengeance, you got it right. If you're going to chase the favors first, 100% loot bonuses have got to be fixed. Okay? Got to be. That's exactly mm -hmm. right. Now, if you go back and you take a look at the reputation and the directive piece of this, which is what I'm trying to do, I'm trying myself to improve my reputation so that I can start moving quicker. Now, if we've learned anything from the outlaw exchange, uh, the outlaw research tree or the outlaw reputation system ripper, it's that it will move faster. 
it will become higher quantities, but it also gets more expensive. So that is a risk I'm taking. All right? And, and to be perfectly honest with you, I don't think that this will be different. If I'm just being straight up with you, I don't expect it to be different. Because as my reputation increases, so then should my capabilities and where vengeance actually uh, comes into play and where his method absolutely holds true because this is one of those scaling things, Rip. Like, I can push reputation, but if I do it without the help of the favors, all right? If I do it without the help of the favors, then I'm going to be doing this a lot harder than it needs to be. On the other hand, I can focus on the favors first to make this easier for me, but then I'm slowing down on my reputation. Yeah, well, you know. There is two different ways, and I very well could be wrong, Vengeance. I very well could be wrong. You might be doing this right. I might really regret this when I get to the next reputation level, okay? I very well could regret this. Um, That being said, that is the badge and how it feeds those three bundles. Now, Let's take one step forward. Yeah, I am Peter Swanson. I've got I've got the the guys in one ear trying to talk to me about you know what what we're going to be doing here today. Um, now the next piece, Ripper, is the Armada themselves. All right, the Armada the, the Armada itself, and there is, um, <laughs> I know I'm gonna I'm probably gonna get lynched for saying this, but I find a lot of beauty in these. I said the same thing about the Cardassian Armada. I said the same thing about the Cardassian Armadas. I really like this. Now, there are problems. And again, 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 listen, I fully listen, recognize I'm, the I'm, G5 I'm, position. I'm, I'm usually not this person, but, you know, me being 53, which is like, you know, fairly early G5, mm-hmm. everything about this has been completely ruined. You know, it is so bad. The, it, it has, there it is has a basically made me not want to do any of it. Well, and it's interesting that you guys talk about, like out here, uh, Newbie says, yeah, all this content's G4 and G5 focused. Well, I might agree with you Dude. on the G4 part, but the G5s are having a real rough time. They're having a real I rough need... time. All right. Listen, listen. If, you're, if you are 53 and you have a G5 uncommon ship, your G4 ships that you might have probably can't have, don't have the same warp range. All right. Good luck doing Amadas okay. getting a nuke. Now listen, let's back up. To you're moving anything. too you're moving too quick for me, Rip. Because we need we know, I don't want to just complain. All right? I want to explain why it's a problem. That was part of the conversation I had this morning. And by the way, game design totally receptive to the conversation we had about warp range. So let me explain to you how we got to this. All right? Because it's not an obvious thing. It's actually not an obvious thing. If you guys are complaining about the power, or, for example, and I've seen this, if you're complaining about the fact that it's going to take you 10 days to open an uncommon chest, or 10 armadas, rather, to open an uncommon chest, then you are not following the math. If you're 50 and down, maybe 51 and down. All right? And that is where it starts to break down. Ripper is right, but he's not being representative of the entire community in this. Because no, there not. is and, a problem. That's, that's, no, I acknowledge this. This is for I, I said this is ruined for me. Well, that's fair. That's fair because so let me let me talk about why this is this is happening. First, what targets should you be hitting? Let's start here. Let's start with the intent. What should you be hitting? Lady Unaleska says it's going to take me twenty uncommons to pull a single chest because I can kill thirty fives and not the forties. Oof! All right, there's two things here. 
two things. Um, goodness, I'm getting questions uh, in the in this dev chat. And to all the people in chat that actually went, you know, 50, 51 plus recently, I'm so sorry for you. Well, listen, it's not like we haven't been warning people for a really long time. G5 is still pretty bored. Okay. We've been warning people for a really long time. Okay. I mean, I'm just saying. Now, Captain Taylor, you've got it right here. Right here. This is this is one of those things that I say. Like Rev talks about camping all the time, right? And I have said that I am okay with camping. If you're not going to spend to your progression, if you are going to spend, then it doesn't really make a lot of sense, but you're spending, so your progression moves along with it. All right? Now, let's talk about this. Lady Unalesca, in your particular case, 20 armadas. Ooh, boy. That's a rough one. It, it, because <laughs> 20 armadas, if you can't hit the 40 and you're hitting the 35, now, first of all, just, just for the record, 35 through 39 are kind of in, in a bracket here, all right? Um, as far Because there's only two targets, right? Rip, there's a 35 uncommon and a 40 uncommon. There's nothing in the middle, all right? So let's talk about uh, Captain Taylor's comment here a second ago. It's almost as though you're being punished if you sped ops and didn't keep up with your content. Ooh. Well, that is something no. that we warn about, Ripper. No. Down at 40, yes. Okay, yes. I'm sorry. That is absolutely not the case. Like, so, whoever said this, no, you're wrong. I disagree. I think he's absolutely 100% right. I got what? a screenshot, Ripper. I got a screenshot from a player who uh, failed against a level 40. And I'm not. I'm not singling anybody out. There's oh, no names. Yeah, here. no. I'm I, okay. Okay. Let me okay. finish, please. I was. I was focused on 51 plus. I'm, I apologize. Okay. There's a whole scale of problems here, or 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 in the player's eyes there are. All right. But I got this screenshot from a player at Ops 44. Now you guys tell me if this is a situation that you would allow yourself to be in. He was Ops 44. The three ships that he brought to his armada were a tier. Two Enterprise, a Tier 2 D4, and a Tier 4 Saladin. This player is Ops yeah. 44. Now, you tell me, does he have a right to be upset that he failed against a solo armada? Um, does he I, have I a have right to... to be upset that he is not successful in this content at Ops 44 where his best three ships are Tier 2 G3 Epics and a Sally. Maybe. Explain where he where he's where he's feeling like he's being violated there. Like why, why does he that, have a claim? You say you maybe know, he's got a claim. So this is like the, the the difficult thing you always have to keep in mind with a game that has been long established. If you run a game for a long time okay, and there's a certain set of states a player can be in and can participate and complete everything mm-hmm. and then you suddenly throw a gigantic wall in front of them, that is dangerous for player sentiment. Well, I don't disagree. I don't necessarily disagree. Which but is why I said maybe. Maybe. And I, you know what? I can almost get behind that. Now, he was trying a 40 uncommon. That didn't work out. He didn't even scratch it. All right. But now he says that he is unable to complete his solo milestone because he doesn't have enough directives. 
and he doesn't have the strength to be able to kill this armada. Now he's, he, you know, he is ops forty four. So you look at his segmenting there, Ripper. He should be intent wise. He should be able to have the ships to potentially take out an uncommon forty three. All right. I mean, truthfully, if I'm looking at the bracketing on the data that I've got, he should, and his event was written around Armada level 43 uncommon. All right. Nowhere Man says if those are his ships, this can't be the only event that he can't complete. I'm probably sure that you're right. All right. I, I did never said, I said, that, that's why I said maybe. If, if, that you know if a certain player is able to do everything and then suddenly not mm -hmm. for a long time that's dangerous but i wasn't making a specific comment to that situation Agreed. because i don't know if 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 that was the case or not i'm just I, making I a generalized statement i don't disagree all right but if we're looking at the intent of this the intent uh as far as the armadas is really either your ops or plus one or minus one or two. Okay, that's how the events were, were written. Very, very tightly knit. So as an Ops 44, you should be, your points should be scored around completion of this event with uncommon 43s. That's, that's how it should be. All right? Now, if somebody has an example of where that fails, let me know, but that's where we are. All right? I don't know what what about me means, Dajal. I'm sorry. You're going to have to be a little bit more specific. <laughs> what about me, Rip? I don't know what you're saying. What are you talking about? All right. Now, that Ops 44 wouldn't be able to complete the event to, to – what do you mean the Ops 41 event if his ships are way behind? What are you saying, his Ops 41 event? Come on, guys. You're going to have to give me better, better chats than this. Chat's moving like at 100 messages a minute. I'm trying. All right. The long story short here is you got to look at the intent of what you're supposed to be hitting. The event actually does tell you. The four-day Armada SMS tells you what you're supposed to be doing. All right? It, it does. Take a look. See if it's four or five Armadas, this or that. All right? And see what it's supposed to be. That's the target you're supposed to be hitting. Math it out. Now, the intent behind this is that each of these armadas is dropping an appropriate amount of loot to get you in the ballpark of that single chest refine uh, in, in roughly, I'd say probably, it should be probably two to three armadas. All right. Now, this math isn't going to hold exactly right, and I'm going to explain to you why in a moment. All right. It's always going to be a little bit slower starting up. Now, Ripper, they did tell us an uncommon a day check mark. That holds true. All right. If you engage in that piece of the loop and you can engage enough level. All right. Um, they also said to us in the beginning that you would be able to run a rare every three to four days. Right. That's what we went with a rare every three to four days. And then roughly two epics a month is what they told us. All right. So how is that breaking down? Killer App says, no chance. And I would agree, even for me. Not going to work out here at the very beginning. Rip, what about you? Probably not. Are you going to get ha. it? Are you, <laughs> ha. 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 Okay, fair enough. Now, now let's, um, let's look at this a little bit deeper. All right? If 
you are going to be able to pull a single refine in it right now. Here we are, day two, day two. If you are willing or, or able, not willing, if you're able to pull a single refine in roughly three to four uncommons, I believe, despite what they told us as a roadmap ripper, I believe that that does fall within the parameters of their intent. The reason that I say the parameters of their intent is because it is slightly different than what we had originally been told and slightly different than what we shared with you guys. But I'll tell you why I'm, I'm actually okay with it. We are on day two. There is content in this loop that will accelerate that. And Vengeance pulled it out from the very beginning. Vengeance pulled it out from the very beginning and said, listen, there are favors that are going to make this better. Honestly, I'm really rethinking my position. Vengeance, I think you're right. You gotta have that loot bonus. You have to have the loot bonus, not only from the hostels, but from the armadas themselves. Because those loot bonus favors are not small. Take a look at Profit's Reward. It's 50% at the very start. The only other loot bonus available in the game is from 511 or a G4 rare ship. Okay? Those are the only loot bonuses. So you take a look at a level one favor, that's a 50% bonus. I'm here to tell you it's going to be very important. It's going to be very important. Now, we talk about the strategy of loot bonus. <laughs> it's even deeper than you guys are thinking. You guys are saying, what about Jordy? Well, we discovered something, didn't we, guys? Ripper, didn't we discover about the loot bonuses and how the loot distribution is working? Yup, yo. Yeah, Jordy ain't, Jordy ain't cutting it. Jordy ain't going to cut it. Here's what's happening, folks. Regarding loot, and I'll, I'll address this very quickly because this is just a, this is just mechanical. This is still separating your loot based on your three ships. <laughs> so this is why some people are saying, "Well, I'm only getting three edicts instead of four. Well, that's why rounding. All right, which by the way has been acknowledged and is being investigated. Okay, it's acknowledged and being investigated. So, Gators asked the interesting question. So, isn't the 50% favor technically a 150% bonus in Armadas because you're bringing three different ships? Not technically. It's 50% per ship, but it's still 50% overall. Okay, so it's not 150%. It's 50% per ship. But here's why Jordy doesn't work. All right? For example, how many of you guys are putting Cisco Kira Miles on your biggest ship? How many of you guys are doing that? Because that's what I did yesterday. That's what I did. And then I put five, six, uh, can't remember if it was Lorca or Khan. I did five, six on my next biggest ship. And then um, I did try uh, my third biggest ship, Ripper, is an Enterprise. All right? It's an Enterprise. It's like six million power. All right? Compared to the 18 on my pylon. So I did put Loot Crew on that. Well, guess what? This works exactly the same as any other armada. All right? Any other armada distributes loot based on power. All right? So if you've got three ships in that circle, sorry, guys, multi-conversation, really tough. When you've got three ships in that circle, no, it's never been by damage, Scooby. Never, ever, 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 ever since the beginning of time. It's power distribution. 
okay? Take the power of your ship as a percentage of the total armada power. That's the share of the loot that it gets, okay? That's the share of the loot that it gets. Simple, very, it's one of the easiest pieces of math in the entire game. You got it, Flox! You got it, Flox. He shows a screenshot. You, if you want the loot bonus from 5 of 11, you should be putting it on your biggest ship. Oh, man, this messes me up because, by the way, you can't even put stars on these armadas. Okay? Can't put stars on them. So you have to put the crew on the right ship. If you want the loot bonus, five, six, whatever, has to go on the biggest ship. It's going to get the lion's share of the loot. Therefore, it's going to get the best impact from the loot bonus of 5 of 11. Jordy, who you're going to put on your third ship, which is in like a fecha, okay? Well, that's silly, all right? Because the share of power that it's going to get is 2%, so then you do a loot bonus on 2%, okay? No bueno, not good. Now, Star Ocean says, could you put Jordy 5 on the biggest ship? I don't think so. Not if you're hitting to your potential. Now, if you're going to punch down, sure. And we'll have to ex investigate that, Ripper. Do you get more loot by punching down one target if you can do it with all loot crews? All right? But I don't know. I don't know if, if that's... I don't know if that is going to work out for you. Because here's what I have been told. The intent... Your potential is to hit the armada that's closest to your ops level. All right? Closest to your ops level. And as we had discussed earlier today with Bubba and Trader and Ripper chimed in there a little bit, we have all agreed you're going to need you're going to need one brute ship at least. I mean a brute. Okay? You're going to need a brute. So for me at 47, if I'm going to hit the 48 uncommon, which is what I did. By the way, try to 50, Ripper. Failed. I failed on a 50. I was able to do the 48. All right. Now, granted, somebody said in the chat, well, this is, this is some of the stuff you're talking about while skipping ships. Yeah, I'm, I'm at a little bit of a disadvantage here because I skipped the G4 uncommons. Because here's what I brought to my 48 Uncommon yesterday. I brought my Pylum, which is my Brute. Then I brought my Jelly. <laughs> and then I brought a G3 Epic Enterprise. By the way, didn't have the Warp Range, which is what we're going to touch on here in a second. Didn't have the Warp Range, so I had to summon them. All right? Now, if I did have a G4, I prob a G4 Uncommon, I probably could have punched up to the 50 Uncommon. Truthfully... All right, this is one small area where my advice may be burning a couple of people. But again, my advice has always been skip them if you're a spender. All right, if it's going to take you a year and a half to get between those two points, then you probably need that ship to tie you over. Now, Friedman, this is the point that we were talking about this morning. Does that mean all players should get all three G4 rares? No. No, it does not, and no, it should not. And this is my number one point that I made to game design and what we will be able to talk to them about here hopefully in about 20 minutes all right because the warp range ripper like trader showed a screenshot all right let me see if I can find it real quick trader showed a screenshot of her sanctus soloing single ship by the way because she was doing this to help us prove the cargo display bug 
All right. By the way, cargo display is borked as well. If you look in the battle log, it's only going to show you the amount of loot that your first ship got. It doesn't show you the loot that you earned from the Armada. If you check your inventory, you will get all of it. But the battle log is only showing you a small part. People have been accusing it of a tax ripper. It's just a display error. Scopely also has acknowledged that. All right. They're working on, on a way to see if there's a way to, to change that. But yes, the battle log, if you've got three ships, it's only going to show you the loot from the share of the first ship. All right. Which, by the way, is also the reason that some people are getting three edicts instead of four because of the rounding thing with the ship you know, stuff. They're aware of that, working on that. Fundamentally, should it just be you get the rewards? Fine, I get that. All right. But that's not how it's currently coded, and they are, they're, they're addressing that. Okay? Now, going back to the, to the uh, potential target piece. All right? You need a brute ship. Trader showed us a screenshot where with a 56 uncommon, she one-shipped it. One ship. And, and killed the armada. That was a 56 uncommon. She's a 59 using a Sanctus. That's, uh, what, a level 57 ship rip? Or is it level 56? I don't remember. I think it's 57. No, 56? 56. It is 56. So she's using a level 56 ship, tier 6, by the way, and had to do the 56 uncommon. Now, she's an Ops 59. So, community, what target do you think she should be hitting if you're following the intent of game design, Rip, if if game design, if I ask this same question to game design, which I did, the answer, which they gave, would have been that an Ops 59 should have been hitting at least the Uncommon 58 and potentially yeah. the Uncommon 60. But at least the Uncommon 58. <laughs> now... The Uncommon 58, and herein... Now, so, by the way, she tried to one-ship a 58 and could not. Why, why is Trader 1-shotting these things? Why is she one-shipping it? Why does that even make sense, Ripper? Why is she one-shipping an Armada where you can take I mean, three ships? it could be that the other ships don't get there. Why can't the support ships get there? That's the silliest thing I've ever heard. Why is she only because, taking you know, one ship? Warp range and stuff. Oh... Warp That's range. A thing. So wait, you're saying that her Sanctus at Ops 59, the level 56 ship, does have the warp range. So she's got a ship, not like a tier two Enterprise at Ops 44, but she has a ship that will support her at the level that she needs to be. Right? Yep. Okay. Maybe she can only afford gas for one ship. What was the previous ship that she might have had that she does have? G5 uncommon. Maybe a G5 uncommon. Okay. Does a G5 Uncommon have Warp thir uh, 335? Um, Can eventually. It? Okay. At what tier? Uh, six? Ten. Five with six, I, I think, think. I think she told me it was ten. No, 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 no. It was ten of a G4 Epic. That's right. It was five or six of a G4 Uncommon. Which is Long expensive, by the way. It is expensive. In Long story short, here is... A piece that I do think that game design missed out on a little bit. Now, individually, this is fine. They've got the warp range there because it's meant to be locked to players who can do it, right? I mean, that makes sense. There's no reason that I should be able to go up there and start a level 58 uncommon. I get that. 
So I'm locked out. Here's the problem. Players usually, tell me community if you're right, if I'm right or wrong here. Players usually have a leading edge ship. Right? Don't you have one ship that's better than everything else? And everything else that you have is typically inferior. It would be used to support or it was previously your leading edge ship, right? I mean, Trader has a great pylum, but that is not her leading edge ship anymore. All right. At Ops 46, 47, 48, it might have been the leading edge ship, but now it's a support ship. Now it's just there. Okay? She has to have a new brute. You can't scrap a pylum. I don't think. Can you scrap a pylum? I don't think you can, can you? No. You can. Oh, can you really? Are you serious? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I mean, you don't want to. Yeah, don't. <laughs> don't do that. No, but right. because the rewards are absolute rubbish. Well, yeah, rubbish compared to what you put in, <clears throat> for sure. Now it's cheaper. To, it's cheaper to buy packs. <laughs> there you go. Now let's uh, let's take a look at. What she's intended to hit, which is this 58 uncommon, she's got one ship that can get there. Her support ships cannot. Now, Moon Knight says, start upgrading the ships you left behind. No, not yet. All right? Because I brought this point up, and it was positively received. And again, hopefully we'll have a chance to talk to them about this coming up in a few minutes, because they've been talking about it all morning, Ripper. All right? The point is... If I've got a leading-edge ship, I may not have three ships that can get there to the armada in which they actually wanted me to perform. As a 47, my appropriate armada is a 48 uncommon, which, by the way, I can do because I have a brute and I can get two meat shield ships there. All right? When I say meat shield ships, I'm talking about my jelly and my enterprise. You want to know why I can get them there? It's not because they have the warp range. Why can I get them there, Ripper? Summon? I can summon it. So I can get my meat shields there. Guess what a disco... Uh, let me rephrase. The warp range is 335 on a 58 uncommon in Trader's case. The discovery, even with all the research in the game, cannot get there. Trader is incapable of summoning her meat shields up there to help. Now, Star Fox says, uh-oh, Disco A incoming. Disagree. I don't think so. I mean, that could eventually happen. But that's not what we're looking at here and now. What we're looking at here and now is actually an oversight, Ripper. Because they put the warp ranges there to make sure that players were at the appropriate targets. It was meant to be a beacon. It was meant to be a guide. This is mm. the level of target that you should be looking at being able to do. What they missed, Ripper, was that I might be able to get there with a ship. But I can't do it with three. I also don't think it's appropriate to require people to summon ships there. Well, no, I don't disagree. 
At least I had the cap- at least I had the possibility to do that. But players in G5 don't. So, my question, my request today, it's not a train wreck. It's day 2 of a very long and rewarding loop. My question uh, or my request was very simple, Rip. Can we look at the expected warp range? Krizito said if she had a G5 uncommon, it wouldn't be a problem. No, that, okay, that's fine. That's still only one other ship. She needs three. So my suggestion is very simple. Take a look at the expected warp range two tiers down from where I am. If I'm ops 59 like Trader is, then take the, the, the best ship I've got is 56. So take a look at 53. What's the next one? Ops 50. Take a look at the ops range for, uh, or the warp range for two tiers down. That would be a level 50 ship and make that the warp range required to entry on that ship. That way, you're still encouraging, you know, two generations of ship there. All right? Because I'm here to tell you, even in Trader's position, if she had her Tribune there as well, she'd be fine. And she does have a G5 uncommon, but it's only a couple of tiers. Again, meat shields. Now, Taylor says remove the warp range requirement. I don't think they're going to do that because it did serve a purpose. Okay? It did serve a purpose. It was, it was a flame. What in purpose? The, like, like, a, like a moth to a flame. It was meant to guide you to your target. <laughs> All right? Well, uh, I know. I know. It didn't, it didn't exactly work out. I get it. <laughs> okay? I get no, it. I, I, I genuinely do not understand the need. Well, we do have players starting level 40 uncommons, Ripper, with a tier 2 D4. Okay. Well, then I they're going to die. Then he did. <laughs> and that's frustrating, right? The Armada level, Dark Menace says, should be enough of a guidance. But again, here's an Ops 44 who's been targeted with Uncommon 44s, failing on a 40 because of his Tier 2 epic. Not all players engage at the same level yeah, that we do. but the warp range do. didn't prevent that person from doing You're it. You're correct. You're correct. It so did not. It did not, but What's you know what? It, it, well, it did, actually, Rip, because he summoned them. It did, actually. Do you, does, does a Tier 2 Enterprise have the warp range to get to the level 44 system, which, by the way, I is warp 75? No, it doesn't. Warp 75 is not possible on a Tier 2 Enterprise. He summoned them, which is why we have this problem here between the G4 and the G5 segments is that they don't have the capability to summon. All right. And again, I go back to what you say, Ripper. Yesterday was a very expensive day. I summoned uh, two ships um, just for the Armada, and I also summoned my Cerritos so that I could support them all. All right. So that was, that was an expensive day. Now, at the end of the day, I do believe it's a simple fix, and I agree with Bubba. Bubba, you can come on up to the stage. He said that he was going to stay off the stage because he didn't want to be rude to game design today. Bubba, come on up. He said, don't even think about Disco A. And I'm not. And I'm not. And I don't think game design is at this point either. They're looking for a quicker fix than a long-term deployment thing. Okay, they're not looking at Disco A today based on the conversation we had. They agree that there might have been an unforeseen circumstance regarding warp range. They're discussing how to handle it right now. And again, like I said, hopefully we'll be able to address that with them when they arrive. All right, that's what I'm hoping. 
but but even then the the cost scaling in g5 just still makes this like not really appealing right well there is there there's always been an economy issue and I, and I don't disagree with that but what we can do here yeah, but today, they never do anything to you know improve I know, it i know and and that honestly is not going to really be a, a huge topic of what we can talk about today. Oh, no, I, I know because that person is... I've not. been told that, that we are to avoid the general G5 economy problems, but we can talk about what is happening with this particular loop, design-wise. Right. And it's just it's just a bit unfortunate that basically one year into G5... We still have a problem. Basically nothing has changed. We do, yeah, we do still have this problem, Absolutely. So we've got the opportunity here to talk to them about what is uh, hopefully going to happen here, which is just hopefully in a warp range adjustment. I don't think they're going to remove it, guys. I mean, th that's not going to happen. There's even mining systems up there. They're not going to remove the warp locks uh, or, or even the warp ranges, but they um, are... The mining systems are token-gated. Well, I know soft. that. I know that. Yeah, that's a soft problem. What? Why do you bring up the the mining systems? There, there, there's there's a G four G four token and a G five token. I that understand is a solved that, problem. but my point is, warp range is still inherently used in the game. They're not going to give everybody carte blanche access to every portion of space in the entire game. I'm fine with the warp range. No, ranges I get being it, there. but you know, th this new space, I do not see the reason for warp range requirements. Well. I mean, we can ask, but I, I don't. I don't imagine that the answer is going to be any different as to why there's warp range on any other system in the game. Okay, I mean it's everywhere. So why would why? It would be a weirder question if they hadn't put warp range on any of these. No, systems I, when no, it's no, no. The, 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 I see some reasoning for the other ones because there are certain missions that you shouldn't be able to do. There's certain armadas and hostels you that you that. shouldn't be able to do. Is kind of what the answer is going to be. I mean, and that's fair. There has always been higher level space where lower level players can't get to. All right. Now, whether or not you fundamentally agree with that or not, that's just the way the game is. We're not seeking to change that today. I disagree with that regarding Dominion space. Okay. That's fair. But there's level 60 systems up there. I've never been able to fly to a level 60 system any other time. What makes today any different? All right. That said, doesn't necessarily really matter. It doesn't solve the problem. Certainly says warp range is not enough. And see, that is actually fundamentally where I will separate from you. Because these targets have been engineered. And I've seen the math. I've seen the math all the way across. And the reason that, that it's going to be more challenging for some players is the development of your account. Ship power. You, the ops level, the the amount of research, your crew, uh, your your crew and your officer status, all that's going to play a part. There's no one unilateral answer for everybody. If you are ops forty, you should be doing this armada with no problem. That's not how it's going to be. That's not how it's going to be. And certainly says player sentiment. I might argue status of your account. Okay, certainly if you're if you're ops forty four and your best ship's a tier two enterprise you are going to have a bad day. Sorry. And I don't think the content should be made easy for you because you made that choice. All right? There are strategies in games. There are proper ways to play. You play any other game. You look. My boys play Call of Duty. If you run around with a, with a handgun, the starter entry-level pistol, you're going to get your butt handed to you. 
You need to upgrade your guns. You need to upgrade your armor. You got to upgrade your tools and your tech so that you can be a better sniper and all this garbage. Okay. Typhon. Oh, see, I like this. You guys are going to come after me now. Cool. Typhon says, uh, there's no talking with DJs. He's got his own opinion. Well, here's the thing. Math don't lie, baby boy. If you're Ops 44, guess what you should be hitting? An uncommon 43. And if you can't, then you need to look in the mirror and find out why. Period. Plain and simple. Hard stop. Because if you don't have three ships that can take out a 43, then you've got deficiencies on your account. And by the way, 43 uncommon is warp 75. G3 epics can get there. And you can still summon. All right? So there's really no excuse. I took an Enterprise to a 48 Uncommon. You should have a lead brute ship. And for those of you that I said to skip, you know, if, if you uh, adopted a skip mentality, let's go back to the fine print on that one. Let's go back to the fine print. If you skipped a G4 Uncommon, what was the condition that went with that? You spend, right? You're not going to be there very long. You're rushing to the G4 rare. That was the condition. If you're going to be two years before you get to 46, then you need to build a G4 uncommon. I've never deviated from that. I have always said rush your ops if you spend. Because spending is going to progress your account. I mean... It is what it is. It does widen the gap. It always has. I've never shot away from that. All right. The game has always pushed you on one strong ship, and I agree with you, Sedex. You're exactly right, and it still holds true. It still holds true. In every example that I've done here, in every armada that I've hit, and by the way, Scopely has also granted me 10 uncommon starts of which we will spend all 10 tomorrow night on Twitch. I will test anything you want. We will hit any hostile target you want. We'll use summoning. We'll use disco juice. We'll use exocomps. We'll use cloaking. I don't care. Whatever it is that you want, we will break it out. All right? And I'm going to prove to you, because I've already proven it to myself, you need one brute and two meat shields. That's what you need. All right? One brute, two meat shields. Because just like in any armada, if you try to solo an armada with a brute ship and then you don't quite pull it off and you bring along a couple of sallies for the ride, they're absorbing shots, right? They're absorbing the shots. So that's what it is. Now, Divine says, where are the uncommon 44s? I didn't say there was one. If you're Ops 44, you should be, design-wise, looking at the 43 uncommon. Design-wise, you should be looking at the 43. If you can punch to a 46, then go for it. The 46 only requires warp 90, so you should be able to get at least a second ship there natively, and if not, you could always use Disco. There is no 39. <laughs> Guys, if you want to know about the level of an armada, visit stfc.space. It's there. It's on stfc.space. All right? Just go to the hostels and type in gem, J-E-M, and then click on uh, Type Armada, and it'll show you all the Jem'Hadar Armadas that are in the game. Dragon says the event says 35 to 39. Well, guess what? There's a 35 Armada. There you go. There is a 35 Uncommon Armada. 
Okay. And there's a 40 if you think you can punch up a little bit. And a lot of people can. I've seen a lot of the 30s successfully tackling the 40. Crew, ship strength, exos, cloaking, use it all. Cerritos, use whatever you need. The game has given you tools. The game has given you tools. Just use them. Okay, use them up. We're going to take a very quick break. When we come back, hopefully, hopefully, Bubba Joe is on the stage. What are you doing, baby boy? Are you ready? Are hey. you going to behave yourself? No. <laughs> You're not going to be. make no promises. No, you, you better promise, all right? Be, 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 be nice, boy. Be nice, boy. Um, <laughs> that's I good. heard the I heard the rules. All I right. can behave. I can I can abide with the rules. Thank you, thank you very much. We are going to take a break. When we come back, hopefully, right here on the other side of this break, we will be joined live by a member of Game Design. I'm very very excited about this. Uh, the first ever opportunity, Bubba Joe. First ever live conversation with the actual constructor, the creator of a feature that we are building here. It's a milestone for our show. I appreciate the trust they're putting in me and the, and the, um, the, the, I guess the faith that they're putting in our community. It really speaks loudly, Ripper. I'm very excited. It comes up on the other side of the break. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast with game design live next. Hang on. This portion of the show brought to you by Facebook.com slash MN Toy Posse. MN Toy Posse is a group of professionals gathered together around their love of something not only fun and youthful, but also a big business today. Toys, folks. Toys. Whether it's old toys or new toys, expensive toys, antique toys, or brand spanking new releases, these guys can help you find it, buy it, or sell it. I have yet to find a challenge they could not meet. So check them out. Your absolute toy professionals at Facebook.com slash MN Toy Posse. It's my toy posse for the toy collector in all of us. More from Talking Trek coming up right after this break. Hey, everybody, listen. While we're here playing the game, it would be nice if your business was still making you money, right? That's where a proper online marketing strategy can come into play. And to do that, there's a high degree of likelihood you need an expert. You think I know how to properly maximize tags with the highest penetration and the lowest cost per keyword? No, definitely not. That's why I call up our friends at allinadvertising.com. From SEO to PPC to website design and social media management, these guys have got your online marketing presence handled so you can do other things like hunt Bubba Joe's miners. Visit allinadvertising.com slash talking track for a special offer today and help them help you go from being a dolphin to a whale. Visit allinadvertising.com slash talking track today. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Sugar Frosted Molasses Honey Nuggets, the breakfast cereal that doesn't even pretend it's good for your kids. Having trouble hiding incriminating texts on your phone? Who the heck is Martina? You dumb. Need to get rid of some shady photos? Who's this lady with you in the picture, Daddy? That's not Mommy. You dumb. Have old contacts that need to be forgotten. Why is your high school girlfriend still in your phone? You dumb. Give your phone the upgrade it needs and download the app that gets rid of everything you don't want found with You Dump. I'm waiting. Yeah. 
Welcome back, everybody. Don't let me down. All right. Now, listen, I'm teasing my friends. I'm teasing my friends over at Game Design. Yes, uh, our return song today, The Chainsmokers. Don't let me down, please. Please, to my friends at Game Design, don't let me down. Don't let the community down. I'd like to welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, uh, a two individuals who I have had the good fortune of speaking to uh, a great deal today, one of whom I have been friends with for many, many months. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to invite and welcome to the stage of Talking Trek for the first time ever, ladies and gentlemen, designer Dunzel of Game Design. DJ, nice to be here. Thank you. Dude, I am so... I gotta be honest with you. I'm I'm really humbled, and and I, I think honored might even be the right word. Thank you guys for being on our stage today. I really appreciate it, ladies and gentlemen. The creator of the Bajoran faction, the the <laughs> the emissary, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Tiger. Welcome to the stage. Hello. Thanks for having me, DJ. It's a pleasure. Guys, pleasure to be here. Thank you guys oh, so boy. much. I mean, right, Ripper, we've got designers on our stage. I, right? ho- I hope they haven't listened to the show ever. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> wow. I- I'm going to guess, Dunzel, you-, you have heard Ripper uh, in true form. Sometimes, listen, he's not, su- he's not, a, very fil- he's not a filtered individual. I- we don't we don't mind that at all. Like, let's be clear. Um, you know, there's definitely, a, you know, oh, that was a positive show. Oh, that was a, a more negative show. But like, we absolutely enjoy hearing all the feedback from the community, uh, everything they have to say. And, and you guys' shows are an important part of that, even though, uh, you know, we, I've never been on here before. But it, you you guys shows you and RevDuce, everybody, um, Noah and Shaw, uh, uh, talked amongst the team very, very often because uh, we, we hear your feedback. It's a great focal point for us to kind of get the the pulse of the community so and i appreciate that i mean the fact that you guys listen uh and we've seen that evidenced many times before we appreciate that uh we know that there's a whole team that comes together to make that happen echo has been just golly man what a great guy he's been instrumental in being able to facilitate some of these things and some of these bridges and communication so uh it's absolutely phenomenal uh i do believe that the state of feedback and the state of, of player-based change is in a different place today than it was two years ago. I mean, Dunzel, you've been here. You've been here from the start, right, buddy? I mean, like you and I have talked. You've been That's here right. for years. The, we, I was here the Monday before the game launched. So uh, I, I, got, I joined Scopely, and then I got to go to the launch party and took all the credit. So <laughs> there you, you, you're, you're a day one guy. You've been here uh, ever since the beginning. We appreciate that. Uh, let me transition over here to Mr. Tiger. Uh, and I appreciate you today uh, for reaching out because you saw a lot of the questions that we were posing in the developer chat. And, and you decided to make one of your first appearances ever, even in the dev chat and said, hey, listen, OK, guys, this this was my feature. So if you've got questions, let's talk about them. And, and we did. And it started an amazing yeah. conversation uh, of which you provided me a, a fair amount of clarity. And and that is actually ultimately why we're all here together today, because you know, sometimes features come out. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's a funny meme uh, in, in the chat. You could probably find it. That, that sometimes it may feel like design features are, are either complicated or, or over-engineered, and, and there's always an intent behind it. But sometimes that intent is lost on the community. Um, and, you know, I know Echo's been working on better uh, and more obvious 
um, educational tools within the game, which I'm working very closely with him on a couple of projects, so I'm excited about that. But sometimes, especially with this, when it comes out, there is a degree of trying to figure it out. And sometimes there are, there are items here that we don't fully understand and that it would be good to have a little bit of guidance, which ultimately is why you guys are here today, right, Tiger? Absolutely. Absolutely. So let me start with with two of the topics, which we have. You've probably been listening for the last few minutes. We have talked about uh, two of the issues that we've got here today, which just stem around the Armada, the intent of the Armada targets, um, what we're supposed to be hitting. And then and as far as, you know, the warp range thing that you and I talked about. And then also uh, we can step and, and look at the grind piece of this a minute ago because you, you had mentioned that that you know, there was supposed to be a little bit of grind here. But if it's imbalanced, then we want to we want to be able to talk about that and have a conversation about it. So let me start with your intent. Within this Bajoran faction, these bundles, you've, you've got a lot of options. There's probably, I, there must be hundreds of bundles that you had to write for this because every oh, yeah. single bundle oh, is yeah. <laughs> changing by ops. And it's probably also yeah. changing by rep, right? So there's different variations actually in the bundles some will change based on rep some will change based on ops level generally speaking i don't like having multiple things scaling in multiple directions because it gets confusing to measure where anyone could be at right <laughs> um, was like ah oh, listen i went with all the <laughs> all the scaling all of the spider yeah. webs give me all so, of them so we didn't know which is nice so, so the bundles do scale differently in terms of the the hostile loot that one definitely the the exchange per day and like the armadas those scale based on ops level because as you gain more power you should be hitting up and hitting targets that are more appropriate for you and therefore if you're hitting up you need to have bundles that are more appropriate rewards for you as well so those ones will but then we have on the other side things like um the reputation bundles for example those are going to scale based on the tier you're in because obviously the value comes from the tier you're in not your ops level right i can be any ops level but that doesn't have a direct impact on my tier in the faction. So those things need to be independent from each other to some regard. Right. The, um, the, so the it really reputation, depends on the goals it, behind it. Yeah, the reputation, for example, we're all in this tolerated status right now. Like, As a matter of fact, yeah, exactly. um, contrary to what happened 10 days ago, this is a reputation that, at least as of now, we, we can't even buy it. Like, There is no progression of reputation without engagement in the loop, right? Yep, exactly. exactly. It's very, very controlled in that way intentionally as well let me ask about the third bundle um that i know players are going to be curious about because when we were having our, our meeting originally with ops we had discussed the kind of the timing right tiger and and i even brought that to you today and you were like well you know like that is ultimately our our goal is is heavy engagement especially for free to play uh with a specific time gate and and as i have always said on the show and ripper we've agreed bubba you've agreed when we've talked about what should be monetized or what should be paid, it paying to skip grind is, is, has always been relatively acceptable. But when we honor or when we introduce an, a, a feature like this, one of the most praiseworthy items I find about it is that free-to-play can engage on day one. I mean, right up front. They can go out there. They can kill the hostiles. They can get the directives. They can do the armadas. So if we buy extra directives, then we are just progressing at our own, uh, progressing faster for ourselves. But nobody can't do this content. So the third bundle is, in fact, the directive exchange. Does that scale, or is that always going to be a fixed, a fixed amount of directives? That one's fixed. There are, I believe, two roles in that bundle, though. 
And one of them looks pretty pretty bonkers. If you're looking at the second roll, because you can claim it once every day, um, and you can get enough badges to do it once every day, no matter what, if you're doing your hostile grinding. Um, but that second that second roll looks nuts. Um, but you can actually build up and eventually do it. So as you start to progress and you start killing higher level hostiles and you upgrade your ops level and you're getting more badges, um, instead of having the cost go up, you can just start claiming the two roll instead at a certain point. So there is some scaling there, but the bundle itself does not change. The so cost is so even that second roll, which is 805 yeah. of the Bajoran badges, you're saying as, like, let, let's look at the hostile exchange. Now, that one is based on ops, where we're getting X number of badges based on ops, but that one, to my understanding, does not change per reputation, right? So whatever, I, yeah. I'm going to get That's however not. many Bajoran badges I get based on what ops level I am. Correct. Exactly. And, and eventually... Uh, I don't know, based on this math, I'm looking at, you know, I guess for me at Ops 47, uh, maybe about a month, month and a half where I could actually potentially grind out a second, right? If I'm focused on that bundle, but I might also be looking at credits, right? So I can get the oh, favors, yeah, totally. or I might be looking at rep. Totally. So, so yeah. you've built this with what may feel like a larger degree of choice than what we're typically used to seeing. Was that your intent in here? Was to Absolutely. give players some real diversity in their path? Yes. So the, the the hard thing with choice, though, I think, is that it feels really bad if you make the wrong choice, right? So we tried to avoid that, which is a lot of the time where you might not see a lot of choice in places because we try to play safe. Don't want people to mess up their own game, right? But in this case... Um, you don't really mess yourself up. Like, so for example, I think the biggest, most obvious bit of choice is you essentially claim two out of three bundles every day. Do I go Solar Armada? Do I go uh, Solar Armada Directives? Do I go Bajoran Reputation? Or do I go Faction Credit Exchange? You're basically choosing two of those three every single day. And you can't really screw yourself over because you can choose to stop progressing the faction today, but by doing that, you're going to get more of the favors because you're going to have more credits. Right? Or you can say, I'm not going to go to the Solar Armadas, but by doing that, you're going to have more reputation, which means more things unlocked. So no matter what you're doing, you're progressing. You're just basically choosing, for me right now as a player where I'm at, where do I want to go? And usually, these bundles aren't going to claim all your credits for that day, right? You're going to have a little bit of leftover. So every couple of days, or maybe every week or so, you might actually be able to do all three as well. So there's actually quite a bit of choice there, and it's more about what's right for you right now rather than what's right objectively, if that makes sense. Well, and it does. And that was one thing that we talked about earlier, specifically a member of our community who said, yo, DJ, I don't know if I 100% agree with your strategy. And as you said, the nice thing about it is it might fast track me in one area, but not necessarily penalize me in the other. Vengeance is pursuing the Bajoran credits so that he can get more favors faster. On the other hand, I'm pursuing reputation so that I can get more favors unlocked. Let me ask this. The, this is very reminiscent of our outlaw, uh, uh, outlaw uh, progression, right? Like where, where yeah. you've got reputation, we're growing it there through redeems and through bundles. And some players enjoyed that loop, other players didn't. But there was, uh, mathematically, there was uh, something that became apparent with that, which is as you progressed your reputation, you were able to do things at higher quantity but the cost efficiency departed from that. So like as we're moving faster and getting larger chunks of things, it actually became more expensive through the game currency. That was always something that was a little bit 
Oh, it may be a little frustrating. And and have you kind of taken that into account with this one? Like, are we going to see time investment uh, grow as the reputation grows? Or are we going to see a nice balance with the time investment just with larger quantities of things as the reputation increases? Uh, great question. Uh, the The takeaway is... We hope that, that your experience doesn't get worse as you progress, right? Like, it's hard to know for sure exactly what everyone's experience is going to be, but we hope not. Uh, an example would be, I believe the travel tokens in the Rogue Store, just since we're talking about Outlaw, I think the cost of those in Eclipse Security go Codes goes up mm -hmm. as you level up, right? Right. And that kind of mm -hmm. feels bad because you can remember a time when it was cheaper. So while you are getting hostile, you have a point of reference of, well, it used to be cheaper, now it's more expensive. And it, even though it doesn't actually affect your day-to-day -day that much because you're still killing one hostile or how many hostiles it is to get that token at your level, you still know that number went up. And we've really tried to avoid those moments. So I, I want to call out, we, we definitely looked a lot at Outlaw. We looked at things that went really well with Outlaw, things that we could do better with Outlaw, learnings to apply, and things that maybe we just, we can't work around. We did our best to kind of accommodate all of those, right? So we don't, we like for example, the solar mod directives, those don't get more expensive, but pay out the same amount of directives, right? That would feel really bad. They stay the same. Uh, same thing with our travel tokens. As you level up, and you'll see that there's travel tokens in the Bajoran faction store, those don't get more expensive. They're always the same. They're reliable. So you're, you're focusing on the favors and the things like that, and everything stays the same. It doesn't get more and more expensive. The things that get more expensive are the loot exchanges, but as they get more expensive, you get higher payouts back from them as well. So it's still worth it to do it um, in every regard. You're never paying more for the same. Well, that's actually mm. really nice to hear because Outlaw was, was, that was the feeling of a lot of different bundles there. So uh, even yeah, though... Tiger, sorry, really quickly, can, can, I, can I clarify one thing? And when those costs go up, it's only because the hostile drops are going up too. We're not actually exactly. trying to request more like hostile kills per day, if I recall. Like that's no, exactly. supposed to be relatively equal. Yeah. Okay. Right. The kill target per day stays the same, right? So if I'm level 37, I'm expected to hit level 37 hostiles maybe, and they drop X amount of loot. And then we say, okay, 10 kills will get your claim for the day. And then when I hit level 49, many, many, many ops levels later, now I'm expected to be hitting level 49 hostiles, right? And if I kill 10 of those, I get the claim. So the hostile loot is way more because now I'm hitting up and hitting these higher level hostiles. But the, in terms of how much time is expected from the player, yeah, the it's player the effort. Well, yeah, and you know, and to be clear, those are those are random numbers. I don't think they actually match no. up one to one. <laughs> no, well, and you're all. right, Dunzel. That that's a very good point that you bring up because what had happened with Outlaw is a cap of the content. So once you got to a certain point where like you were able to kill the 40s, um, then it did actually become more time because there wasn't a, a higher hostile to hit. Now these hostiles are scaling all the way up to op 60. Tiger, you've built yourself you've built yourself all the flexibility that exists into the game because the targets go all the way up to 60. That wasn't the that wasn't exactly the case as Outlaw grew, or out, rather, as Outlaw stayed the same, and the game grew around it, so it did ultimately become a little bit more of a time investment because there wasn't a larger hostel to be able to hit. This, with uh, the Gem Hadar hostels, you've got every ounce of flexibility that exists in the game, Tiger, so you're going all the way up to 60, and it should scale that way. Um, one of the things that you and I have talked about, while we're talking about this, and, and Dunzo, I know we had our chat uh, about how about the scope of what we wanted to talk about so i'm going to keep this very very reined in but tiger you and i had talked about the grind right 
um, and how this grind appears to have uh, a different, not only a different time investment, but maybe even a different uh, expense, like a soft resource expense for players in the higher generation of player. You had uh, explained to me that there is a trade-off here, right? Time versus, uh, like time spent versus uh, resources spent. Can you tell us a little bit about the the balance that you tried to approach the hostile grind with and, and what your intent was with the scaling of these hostiles and the loot chest for the hostile exchange? Yeah, just to keep it um, as simple as possible. In general, we encourage players to hit up if they, they think they can, but it's going to cost you more, of course, right? You're going to take more damage to your ship. You're going to have to repair more often, but you can spend less time fighting hostiles. So if a player wants to go down that path and just, you know, finish their, their daily three claim every single day, they can hit up, they can hit harder, but they're going to they're gonna take significant damage to their ship and they're going to have to repair more. Or on the flip side, you can hit down, which means you're going to have to spend a whole lot more time grinding, but you can obviously fight more hostiles, but they drop less loot, so you have to kill more. That is definitely a player choice we want to have and to maintain. Um, and just how far up you're hitting and how far down you're hitting is going to be based on the player, how much they're willing to, how much time they want to spend in the game, and how much they're willing to repair their ship, but also the state of their game, right? If I have a really good crew that works really well and I have them leveled up, I might actually want to hit up more. If I don't have the perfect crew or I'm investing somewhere else in the game, maybe I can just uh, hit down, right? So it depends on what the player is trying to do, for sure. And mm. and within this loop, and I, I know Ripper wants to make a comment on that. <laughs> within this loop, and, and Ripper, hang on one second, uh, and, and I will come to you. Within this loop, that absolutely makes sense, Tiger. Uh, and, and I'm I'm all for that level of choice, right? Um Dunzel, my next question may may come to you, and I know that that it's what Ripper's wanted to comment on, so I'll let I'll let him come in and say something here in just a second. But Dunzel this being the new feature and being a new faction and and you know taking time is expected right like you expect players to engage with your content you expect players to to be able to enjoy it for not being a clicker game right but as things get added to the game we do see that added stress or we see that added um the next item on the to-do list combined with all the other loops that your game has now you are a day one player and i know that you play the game we've talked about it so what are the expectations of players donzo as, as you continue to add more loops like we just added the mantis loop which is that's a grindy loop really to be fair that's yeah. that's grindy <laughs> so now we're looking at another one that really does it adds a little bit more grind and and i kind of wonder like you you and i had talked and you've even mentioned to the community here maybe a year or so ago about scopely's strong efforts to not need you know five six hours a day in this game but as we add these types of loops it may start to feel like it's building up a little bit right absolutely yeah and and let me like promise the community we're, we're conscious of that I, I know way back in the day we 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 talked about like uh trying to reduce that overall all time um and i want to kind of clarify a thing uh, uh more of a balanced approach 
what the reality is there are people that are done with some of these things this game's been out for four years in november we're about to celebrate an anniversary uh it's an amazing experience thank you all for like supporting the game for so long loving it for so long but there are some people that are done with old things and and there is just going to always be a need for us to introduce kind of new stuff i think um for the mantis there was an estimation that it was going to be like way more interesting with the buffs and the the way that you interact with the hostiles and stuff than than it actually came out in the playing of it and so the the requirements on there are a bit high like you called out and we are absolutely looking at at easing that in the in the short term because they're just higher than we wanted for the for the value like if we have a new loop that is like legitimately interesting we actually want people to play it and enjoy it we don't want to just like well we're never going to add you know any new time requirements to the game ever again like that is actually just a way for the game to to die yeah, of course that doesn't make and, sense you gotta engage yeah, with it yeah. yeah yeah you gotta engage and people want new stuff that's fresh and, and interesting and because there's there's that one guy out there that is done with the outlaws faction actually max out his reputation i don't know who it is uh but uh, you know and he's like i don't need to do outlaw stuff every day i want to do other stuff um and the difficulty that we face is like finding the balance for new players versus old. Some players have half of the content maxed out, or even three quarters of it. I'm not sure, right? Uh, some players are just joining the game, and we stack all the loops on them, right? If we were, um, th there's a parallel universe where we had the server architecture to do, like I don't know if you guys are familiar with like how Rise of Kingdoms and State of Survival do a thing. They literally have their content unlocked by time by server, right? So like on a new server. Uh, you have the same content that the game did originally, like year one, and then like if the server's four years old, then you have like four years of content, and that that's awesome tech, and we just don't have that, and it, that's a really big, that's a fundamental shift. I don't even think we can roll it out. It would have to be to only new servers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, so we have to do this balance between the new players and the old, and it's really hard, and I don't think we do it very perfectly, or even you could argue even above average or anything like that at all. Um, but that's where we're at and that's what we think about so yeah here's a new loop um the 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 dominion the gem hadar hostiles they just kill like x of them every day we know that's not that interesting and so i think tiger you you aimed kind of low on the on the numbers for that in general right you said 10 earlier i think we're not actually too far off of that once you have like different um uh boons from the bajoran faction i believe yeah exactly so it gets much easier to start it's yeah. definitely more difficult like when you first start it feels way more grindy i would say than the faction ends up being right everyone's day two yeah. right now there's like, boons in there that help yeah. a lot there's boons mm -hmm. that help significantly the other thing is the focus for the the bajoran was meaningful engagement right um just adding more hostile farming did that all the time but yes no, <laughs> i mean the majority specifically this was the goal right yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah. And it's something i think we definitely want to do uh where we can like it's not always possible where we can awesome because we got tech for solar armadas right like how awesome yeah, is that the, i think everyone really likes those right and that's meaningful so we wanted to drive players through their grinding do something that's like you look forward to it like you get your free every single day you don't have to pay for it you get a free uh solar armada you could fight right and every week uh, you can do two rares, right? Uh, and then every uh, every two weeks, you can do an epic. And this is all free by participating in the grind. So there is still the grind component. That is part of the game. You know, that's what you always do. Everyone's used to doing that. It's comfortable. It's easy. You don't have to think about it. But then there is this also element, a very meaningful engagement we added to the Bajoran, where it's a new feature. It's a new thing to think about. It's a new place to use that power you've been building up, right? And we want to do more of that, too. Well, and, and so there's actually a couple of things I want to comment on there. Let me first ask Ripper. 
I, I know. And and by the way, and and I appreciate you guys for being here. There were there were rules today. This is the first ever experiment we've done on this. And Dunzel, I hope that this is as positive for you guys as it is for us, and and I hope to be able to continue it. That said, our panel has uh, here has been given the rules. Ripper, you wanted to to make a comment on the time investment, I believe, right? Is, is there something you'd like to add there? Something something related to that, yes. So go ahead, please. So so initial comments were that, you know, the the what is it, the badge you do two badge chests a day, I guess. Like turning no, in you, badges. You, you want to do three things. You want to do three badge chests per day. If you're doing two badge chests per yeah, day, get, you're getting yeah. badges three. So he here's my here's my problem. I think the cost scale quicker than the cargo of the ships do, which means the higher you are in ops, the more time investment that becomes. Yeah, I don't know if you high. saw that that thread tiger about that. I think at the top end, there's a little bit of math problems, and and like it's actually bigger than cargo and stuff. Yeah, there absolutely was some issues with that. Yeah, I saw that. We actually, it was a, a code red for a while. I was talking with some of the other designers in Bajor, and we decided that even though it's not ideal, we don't need to rush a change right away. But we definitely could have done better on that. Like that was an oversight. That was not intended. So I'll say that right now. Because I have to walk back like six times. <laughs> Do you well? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was what yeah. that was yeah. one of the examples I sent you, Tiger. Was uh, and I really wish she was here. You would love to to be able to speak to her. She's so she's so kind and professional. Uh, but Trader did express some frustration to me yesterday. It was just like you know, gosh, this is seven hulls, seven hulls to be <laughs> to be able to to do uh, you know this triple refund. And she resigned herself to only two of the of the Bajoran badges as a refund because it it just it it felt overwhelming. You had mentioned, and, and I wasn't going to bring this up, but you guys had mentioned this is something you guys are talking about internally. Can you clue us in to, to the sentiment that you guys are looking at? Do you expect that a change could be made, or or are we going to deal with it for, for the time being, or, or is it something we could change with the the exchange rate of the bundle itself? What, what would you, Tiger, if you're looking at this feature, knowing the constraints that, that do exist – what do you feel would be a, a a plausible solution to to the pressure that some of the higher ops level players are feeling? I mean, I hear that all of this is theoretical. We don't know exactly what we're doing yet yeah. to decide. But Tiger exactly. is more than welcome to pontificate about what he would try. <laughs> sure, that's our <laughs> disclaimer. Okay, listen, this is all live. We're doing it live. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's very, very <laughs> aware of that, don't DJ. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say, honestly, I would do nothing. And the reason I say that, it sounds like, oh, a lazy designer answer. But honestly, no good decisions are made looking at a sample size that we have right of now. Of like a day, right? right? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's a couple of days. So sure, we, we know that there's some issues here, for sure. That we I mean, then there's also at, general cost attached to those higher levels, but that's an entirely different topic. Sure, sure. But um, let, let's focus on just this thing for now. Um, th this type of issue can be resolved in many ways. And the best way is usually not the gut reaction, quickly panic, click button, do thing. That's usually how you get bad results, results that are not the best possible solution. So what I, I like to do in scenarios like this is to monitor, make sure we identify clearly what the pain points are and that they are valid. I'm not saying they're not. I'm just saying we should make sure we, we have a, a clear understanding of what's going on and then deliver a solution that's meaningful and permanent rather than tacking something on that we have to then update later and this and that. And maybe that is a new research that increases cargo size. Maybe that is some other thing. Maybe that is just changing the tuning so that there's less of it, right? Like there's a lot of solutions, 
but what's the right one? Let's make sure we get it right. We don't need to rush into this, right? Like, it could be better, sure, but it's not completely destroying everything about the game. So let's not, let's not. It does. It does our... just affect the pace of adoption, right? Like, really, like if you can only get two yeah. bundles instead of three, it is going to adjust the pace at which the leading edge of player. Dunzel, we've had this conversation. The leading edge of player typically doesn't like to be slow, right? So, you know, when, when we're looking at the generation <laughs> of player that this is probably most impacting, it probably does bring added frustration in that they're, they actually feel like they're, they're moving slower than what they should. But now, Tiger, you had also mentioned in our conversation, and I think it would be unfair not to bring this up, we are on day two, and you had mentioned, listen, the startup on this is going to be a little bit slower. I want to come back and speak to the time frame. Like you said, uh, we should be able to do like two rares a week and two epics a month. And but it's it's going to take a minute to get there, right? Because there's banks that got to be built up. There's also the Bajoran favors. You had mentioned those specifically. We're like, hey, DJ, let's not forget the entire feature. Like we're looking at one path, but you've got a couple <laughs> of different loot yeah. bonuses here, right? So these are going oh, to yeah. help the loop as time goes on. To what degree do you think, like the the armada, uh, the armada favor, like is that a big piece of how you factored and how you designed these targets to become easier over time? Yes, yes, it is. When we design things, we, to the best of our ability, try not to design in silos, meaning that one person over here doing this, one person doing that. So if there's research that benefits payouts of an armada, and everything's released together as this one feature, they absolutely are designed to work together. And the way I would say, I think this is obvious. Like most people do this. I play Star Trek myself. I do this. But go for the efficiency researches first, right? You always want to do that. It's obviously going to speed up your life. If you're going it. for just vengeance. the cool stuff. <laughs> there you go. You heard it from the designer yourself, Vengeance. You were yeah. right. I'm wrong. God bless. All right. The thing is that you, you can. You know, it's a game. It's a video game at the end of the day. Play and enjoy it how you want. But if you want to play very analytically and you want to get the exact numbers and the exact thing perfectly right, you want to see where am I going to be most efficient and get those first, right? So, so let me come back and, and focus in more specifically on this time grind. Um, obviously, the favors are going to help as we wrap up and we're able to get the badges and we get uh, what we would talk about, profits, prize, profits, reward. Um, there's two time-based questions. Dunzel, let me give you the first one. You had mentioned that there is the constant uh, objective of the game design department to help balance the time of previous loops as compared to new ones. Now, with Mantis, we saw that seemingly relatively obvious with um, Syndicate XP, right? Then we take a look at the introduction yes. of the Alliance Starbase, and there's research in there pointing back to exchange, right? The in, yep. the the increase of the rare loot and the epic loot and, and things like that. And I noticed one of these favors. Now, do you feel that play like this favor, Outlaw's Advantage, increasing the cost efficiency of uranium for the Stella. So you've had now like two different uh two different features that are both pointing back towards Outlaw. Could you tell us is this something that you're hinting at you're not going to answer this question. Is this something that you're hinting at as far as future, or are we actually trying to speed that up to get players done with that loop? Both? Like, uh, sorry, say that again. Like, how? Uh, in which well, ways are those different to you, right? The, well, I guess what I'm saying is, like, we've seen two different monthly features now that, that are increasing 
uh, the efficiency towards the old outlaw lube. Like this one with the uranium last month with the, yeah. the rare loot and how it's going to be, you know, how much of it you get, and now you're spending less of it to max and scrap your Stella. Do you feel uh, that this method is obvious enough to players? Because, I mean, I look at this and, and mm. I see, okay, cost efficiency for Stella. A, a player might look at that and be like, that's stupid or that's, that's worthless or why would that be here? But clearly your intent is to actually speed up that loop, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so I, I've talked about this vaguely before. I'm very happy when we're actually able to deliver on all the vague crap I, I talk about being in the future. <laughs> we, we want to reduce those times, right? Uh, if, if you say uh, if you say every loop in the game is like five hours of play every week, you know, I'm just abstracting, right, in a theoretical sense. And it, eventually, if I add 10 loops and it's 50 hours a week, and that's way too much, right? Like, so um, we absolutely need, as we add new loops, to make some of the other ones older in in a philosophical sense right and we want to do that we try to do that we're not good enough at it i think we're we're not hitting the mark that we should um oh yeah can i i, I shouldn't curse on your show right i apologize no. oh it is uh, totally listen ripper is that? loving no, life right now so oh, yeah it's okay. completely <laughs> fine go for it man let her <laughs> okay, fly you, you guys may know me as uh cursive uh cursive is not the right word uh in chat uh, i am just like that in real life so i apologize uh so, to anybody so, that so is you're offended. like me then yeah, I guess. I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've never got to talk to chat with you in person, Ripper. So uh, it's nice oh, to meet you. Oh, that would be fun. I would love to roll tape I mean, on a private like, conversation. If you, there. if you listen yeah. to to pre-show or after-show, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Got it. I usually get the highlights, so I can't. But anyway, I'm sorry. So train of thought. Um, yes, we're absolutely trying to do that. Uh, no, I think I, I I I agree with you on some level. It's not the most upfront in your face. Like you know, we could have done a better job. Like hey. We just decrease the time on the outlaw arc by this much. You only have to do da 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 da, da um, and it's hidden in a boon in the in the in a favor in the Majoran store, right? Um, that's just what we wanted to do gameplay wise. It's in there. Uh, there are a lot of players that are completionists, uh, and like Tiger said, there are a lot of people that carefully do choices. We want you. Like, are you struggling with the outlaws arc currently? Do you hate upgrading the Stella as much? Here's a thing that you can do, and you can grab that instead of some other favor in the short term. Eventually, there are players that just max it all out, and so those people will get the favor. Now, maybe they don't benefit from the outlaw because they do max everything out. But anybody that's still struggling with outlaw, this will help them with whatever remaining slog they have. That is on purpose. We want to do that. That is our commitment to the players, and and that is like healthy, I think, for the game environment. Well, certainly speeding up previous loops, it's almost necessary for you guys to continue to provide engagement-driven content. There has to be an acceleration or even a reduction or elimination of some of the older content. As a matter of fact, a lot of players have mentioned it in the chat here, Dunzel, while you've been talking. One of the best uh, eliminations or, or accelerations or even replacements, one of the best ones that exist in the game was the away team's assignments for uh, the active nanoprobes. It really eliminated the need for a lot of players to go out there and grind those Borgs because you had the away team's assignment that was actually paying better in the form of, of you know, the, mm. the nanoprobes. So that was one that was very, very popular amongst the community and did, in fact, provide a very substantive reduction in screen time. Tiger, let me come back to your roadmap for this. And, DJ, and, can I just quickly comment on that one? I, I, yeah, I, I personally like that one a lot. Uh, it, it, it's pretty random, right? And so it's like, 
you don't always get carried by it completely. So every once in a while, you go out and you, you pick up the old ship again, and you, you take it for a spin, and you go out and do it. And depending on what you're doing, if you don't like away teams, then you have to make that trade and stuff. So that that's very much to what Tiger was talking about, like providing interesting choices. I don't want to just like delete a loop, really. I don't want to just make it so that it's just a button press, and then it just completely goes away. Mm -hmm. I'd like it if it's like more trivial or only do it like once a week instead of every single day for five hours, you know, like that kind of stuff, right? right? directional things again like we don't hit the mark all the time but like that stuff is i think more interesting and i hope players appreciate that we try to hit that sometimes well i know listen there's members of our panel bubba joe you live and die by away teams assignments like you find this to be even in the away team store like this in the beginning might not have been but as trade xp and as guaranteed rewards you didn't like the gamble of it right but you really use ata now pretty heavily right well i it wasn't that I didn't like the gamble. I didn't like losing 19 out of 20 times when I had a 99% chance to complete. XCOM shot. My yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 99 equals 9, Bubba Joe. It was just there twice in case you were seeing double. <laughs> All right. Um, so, oh, so, no, I, I don't I, – I, I, just, just, so I, I think that, you know, I, there is a – there's definitely a um, – subtlety to what has been happening right so you know if you remember it was two years ago that the roadmap started and i want to say one of the first roadmap items was we want to help reduce screen time and all players see is we're adding more and more grinds but yeah. when there's subtlety behind well we're going to give you an option to reduce board grinding screen time with this ata or we're going to give you subtlety to reduce this type of grind with this sort of feature that is lost on a lot of players now i i don't think you've done a very good job of reducing screen time overall that's just my opinion no, I but agree. i do think there is some subtlety to some of the changes that have happened yeah. well and that like that i was said a, yeah that, that was a part of so, that Dunzel. is it obvious enough to players like this this favor for outlaw advantage is it enough or is it loud enough that players actually do view it positively as a reduction in screen time no, I, I like I like I said I don't think I don't think it's positive. I don't uh, not positive. I don't think it's visible enough. Um uh do we like what do you think is appropriate? So two two things here. I I like I kind of hinted at at the beginning here. I, I did want to not disassociate, but I I think the 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 roadmap announcement was a little bit of a misnomer in that like players kind of repeat it and this isn't their fault. This is how we wrote it. Uh players kind of repeat like, you know, we will never add any screen time ever again, right? Uh, and like I said at the beginning, you know, we know that we do need to add new things, and we should be deprecating old at the same time, and that should be about equal. We don't, right? Um, uh, and and we have to like make new interesting content for people. That there is no way we're not doing that, right? So I can't tell you that I will never make a loop that is going to require some grinding, right? Well, you have um, to though. Like I mean, and that's one yeah. thing that I've said to players is is like you can't let this game become a clicker game like if you you have to be able yeah, to add yeah, yeah. new content i don't want to just all chests all the way yeah, down right and just yeah. like you just go and you well okay you can argue we're there <laughs> well listen like, i don't know about your yeah, first 15 yeah, minutes yeah, of the yeah. day all right my first 15 <laughs> yeah, minutes of every yeah. day is just opening chests um but but yeah no it, it does have to be engaging i'm good and yeah. there are a lot of players out here you've seen in the chat the grinders don't feel like they they get enough say but we've seen it right here in the chat today there are players who do even this grind they're loving it because it is engaging for them in a level that might not be as 
commonplace as they like. They like being able to go out on day one and being able to play in this loop. And I think that, even leading back to the directives, uh, Tiger, which is where I want to ask you next, and I know we've only got a few minutes left, but the so I, I do want to get to, to Rivers' question. The, Please, the second yeah. point was, was uh, is this enough announcement? Do players know that this is there? And, and I don't I don't think... So in so far as the roadmap item exists from back in the day, like, yes, we should be announcing to players and kind of delivering on that promise. In general, I don't... We don't try to, like, promise that we're going to announce and that it's going to be visible enough. Like, players that know they have problems with things and that are savvy, they dig in, like, and they look at the Bajoran favors and like oh hey that helps me a lot that's fine for them i don't need all players to know that it helps them or not i want them to explore and discover stuff in the game so i i don't know if we like have a commitment level of like you know detailing that like what what do you guys think i don't i don't well, I'm maybe, to get, yeah maybe not like, with, uh, does it need to be of, like appropriate announcement right? yeah does Versus, it need to be like, as yeah, in their in the face now. like the same thing we did we looked at it we saw cost efficiency for stella okay well that's clearly not pointing at the Bajoran loop. Like, that is clearly a yeah. catch-up mechanism, but players got to be able to look at that and and know enough about the game to, to recognize that. So, yeah, and, and, and maybe, like, if I don't know enough about the game to understand that, I like it that it's not ready for that. I, I need to grind some more Outlaws and stuff, right? I'm a newer player, maybe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, even a new player is going to benefit, even, even if you are new and you're coming through the Outlaws. Yeah, that's the thing. You grab it, and it just helps you, like, whether you like it or not. That's yeah, this, like this is it. good for you. Even yeah. as a new player, this is good for you in the Outlaw loop. Tiger, let me come back to you about the, the directive path. You kind of mentioned it briefly, and I want to lay this out a little bit more clear for the audience because it took – you and I talking today took a half hour for me to be like, oh, okay. Like, I get it now. When we're talking about the original time frame, and, and you know, when we were given our very condensed preview from Ops, it was pretty much this. An uncommon a day, two rares a week, two epics a month. Like, that was, that was how it came out. Now, a lot of players, myself included, are not going to find themselves exactly in that perfect square little box right here on day two. But as we pointed out, the favors for loot and the favors for the, the loot rewards from the hostels and the armadas, we're going to see the ability to do some of this stuff a little bit faster. But you had also mentioned you've actually built an extra currency that is almost like a catch-up mechanism. When you're talking mm -hmm. about the timing of these directives and the timing of when people should be completing this, first of all, we're talking probably three to four weeks down the road, 30 days in is when players should start to kind of feel like in this box. It's going to take a minute to ramp up. But can you explain to the community, like you explained to me, there's a couple of different currencies here that are all kind of feeding together and then kind of lumping together in like a nice big stew, if you will, that's actually going to feel yeah. this progression. If we're looking just at the rare directives in the Uncommon Loot Exchange, well, then it's not going to be two a week. But there's other factors that are contributing, right? Yeah, absolutely. So first thing I want to call out on this is the Solar Armada loop, if you will, kind of one part of the overall Bajoran loop, the Solar Armada part of that, is a two-week cycle. You, you, you can't expect to see your returns you know, your first couple chests or the first time you run a your first rare or whatever. No, it's a two-week cycle. So every two weeks is when you're going to have run through the full loop. And you'll know that you've run through the full loop when you claim your first epic chest. Okay? So every two weeks, you're basically going to be pulling one of those epic chests to a month is kind of the idea behind that. So that's the first thing. So after two weeks, track, think about what you've been going through, and then 
your feedback will be a lot more meaningful to us because right now you're kind of just getting started. I'm not saying it's not meaningful now, but it gets more meaningful at that point. Well, right, because there's, 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 we, we haven't seen it all yet. We're looking, like I said, just at this one chest, but you've got this other currency that you factored in here as well. Exactly. That's what I'm going to get to next, which is, so we have our two week cycle for that loop that's self-contained. And then in addition to that, we have the edicts, which are dropped from Solar Armadas. And then you get a small amount. So the, the harder you're hitting, if you're hitting higher level Armada targets, Solar Armada targets, you're going to get more edicts. If you're hitting higher rarity targets, you're going to get even more edicts. So basically punch up as much as you can to pull these sweet, sweet edicts. And what you're going to do with these is they're basically a side loop that feeds back into that two-week cycle. So there's an elite loot chest in the store, which you've probably seen. has two rolls on it. And when you go and claim that chest, you get a little bit of everything. So all the different armada chests have different designated resources that go into them. So the, the, the uncommon, the rare, and the epic all have kind of different things that they're going to give out. Um, but this edict chest kind of gives out a little of everything. And you can pull directives from that. You can pull full armadas from that. So even though your cycle might not completely line up right off, right off the get-go, um, and it takes two weeks to run through it, you can also pull just substantial, massive chunks of progression from that chest. Now, it is gotcha, right? So you're not going to have a consistent method there. But you can use that. And the more you hit up and the more you're hitting targets that are appropriate for your level or even above your level and using your power you've uh, invested in, the more edicts you're going to get, the more chests you're going to pull, and the more you have the opportunity to punch up more. So there's this level of depth where you can really explore these edicts. And these edicts you'll notice right now don't have a lot of progression with them, but some of you want to explore more with the faction. That's all I'll say on that. Oh. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff going on with the edicts. A hint towards things to come. I'm very nice. Usually I'm the only one leaking stuff around here, Tiger. Come on, we're, we're going to be best about? friends. So, uh, <laughs> so this elite loot exchange, you're saying is is going to take a little bit of time but it is absolutely going to be fueling that original claim of you know eight rares a month and two epics a month because if you look inside your elite loot exchange folks you are seeing directives officer shards and so forth and even though it is kind of a gotcha tiger um one if i'm guessing because you guys structure your gotchas somewhat predictably a lot of times if i'm guessing if i'm just looking at this I'm going to say, well, we do see Bajoran credits that are guaranteed. We see diplomacy tokens that are guaranteed. Then we see chance on three different quantities of all three varieties of directives. My guess is you're guaranteed a directive payout. Just the chance is going to be whether it's uncommon, rare, or epic, right? But you're going to get a directive spin. Is that accurate? Uh, I don't remember exactly where we landed on the tuning. Okay. Specifically, but but those aren't actually the the consistent payout there is very intentionally the credits and the diplomacy tokens. Those are the core progression. Okay. Um, so I don't think there is actually guaranteed directives there. Oh, daggone. Okay. So you know sometimes yeah. like in in some other chests like there's groups like categories like okay we're gonna give you definitely some ship XP but how much it's gonna be this lottery and we're definitely gonna give you four officer shards but what shards it might be these or that one or this one but there's usually yeah. those types of, of guarantee okay I was curious so, so I actually I'll expected that if those directives were a core part of the loop they'd be guaranteed right but they're all bonus anything you pull from that chest is only gonna accelerate your two-week cycle Right. When we designed this loop, it was designed to be self-contained without the edicts, and we added the edicts afterward as a cool bonus thing. 
right? So that's the way you can think of it. It's, it's never going to be like, oh, I missed out on it. Ah, now I'm behind. No, it's going to be like, oh, dude, sweet. I pulled that. Now I get to do more. That's awesome. That's kind of the intention there. Which is kind of exactly what you've done also with the material credit claim, right? The material credit claim, yes. But another purpose is I really dislike having um, content that you can finish. Okay, so if I spend all this time investing and suddenly I finish it and I'm done and forever finished, um, it's not as interesting as if I have something that I can permanently invest in, right? When you invest in the Bajoran and the Bajoran diplomacy tokens and faction credits, you permanently have a resource chest you can pull for the rest of time. Even if somehow, some amount of time, you finished everything else you could possibly do with the Bajoran, you would still have a reason to go back and fight those hostiles you'd still have reason to go claim that loot because you could still claim those materials. As long as materials are valuable in the game, the Bajoran faction is valuable in the game. And that's something that I think is really cool with that currency. So this is designed, or, or this particular option, can aid a player today, but your true intent with this was down the road so that you would have something yes. to sink that currency into. Okay. Exactly. I'm not, unlike Doomsday Worms. <laughs> Listen, I mean, everybody can, needs uh, parsteel, Mark. <laughs> everybody needs parsteel. The involuntary response, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. All right. Very good. Well, listen. Um, can, I, can, I, can I ask a follow on real quick to that, DJ? Sure. Bye-bye. Go ahead. So uh, you said that uh, you're looking at the two-week window. Two weeks we should, if we engage with the loop and we engage with the content and we can redeem those chests, you would be looking forward to that feedback. Does that mean we will actually have enough reputation to open that epic chest in two weeks? Great question. It depends on what you do with your life. <laughs> Bubba, you got to spend 12 hours a day. All right. That's a hilarious response. You know, uh, that, that does kind of come back, though, uh, to, to something. And actually, I think I, I overlooked it, Ripper. We spent a lot of time talking about this uh, before you came on. But to Bubba's point, we did talk about the double chest versus the triple chest with the with the hostile exchange, but there's also what Bubba was talking about before you arrived was was also the number of armadas that you might have to hit before you get to that first single chest unlock of the uncommon loot exchange. Tiger, as yeah, you expected, that is not exactly in its neat little box. We're seeing some players who will need three armadas, which is Fine, that's acceptable. But we're also I'm seeing need at least seven. You got players like Ripper who needs seven, or you got players uh, that that like Trader. I think who said hers was either seven or eight because of a limitation in what she's able to hit. Not because she couldn't kill it, but because of the mechanics of bringing multiple ships. Now, Tiger, you and I spoke about this today, and and you you told me that you saw the logic of my argument and I know that you guys have talked a little bit about this with regards to the warp range players may not be able to hit your intended target like traders and ops 59 so you would probably from your design intent would either have her hitting you know a 60 or at the very least a 58 right would be what what you would have designed for her to fit inside that you know that three to four armada to open that chest yeah and in her example, is that the the warp range thing is that the thread that they're talking about today? Yeah. Are these the same targets? Yeah. yeah. Uh, to be clear, we're looking directly at that right now. Yes, that's what I was going to say. We recognize so, that this is yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Sorry, uh, well, DJ, I gonna... you. Yeah. Well, anytime you talk to a designer or anyone and they tell you that something is unintended and 
extremely detrimental to a loop, you can assume we're looking at a solution. Will that solution come out today? Will it come out next week? We can't make any promises. Uh, especially we'll never make a promise live. <laughs> we're doing it like live, that. Tiger! Let's yeah. go! <laughs> Just do it. Directives for everybody! Yeah! <laughs> Uh, but seriously, though, like things like this, yeah, we want to address them, right? They're, they're core pain points. For whatever reason, it got out. It shouldn't have. We're looking into it. It will be resolved in some regard. Cool. All right. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, that's about all you could ask for. Hey, there's a problem. Are you, yeah, are you we'll looking into it? Like, we, we had quite a few issues recently. Yeah. Are you looking into why those happen? No. And how to make them not happen? Not at all. So, <laughs> to, to, nah, to, be, silly. <laughs> to be clear, I, I focus on the things I'm working on. And I'm the type of designer where when I work on something, such as this faction, I'm not just a game developer who's sitting behind a monitor. Actually, I'm passionate. I care about it. It's kind of like one of my children in a way. I spent all this time refining and building this. So when the experience goes wrong, it's very meaningful to me that I get it right, that I improve that experience, that people enjoy the content. There's nothing worse as a designer, as a developer, and seeing people who don't enjoy it, right? So I'm focused on that. If I had was part of these other features, of course I would be involved, but like there's a lot of things going on on the project. So we have appropriate people in the appropriate teams looking at appropriate issues. So I'm not looking at everything. Yeah, Thanks, geez, Ripper, okay. you're, you're like the only one who looks at everything, okay? Like, that's you. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at it, but <laughs> I well, can't and, do much and, about it. And I, and I appreciate that. And, and Dunzel, you and I um, have had conversations in the past, and, and we've had honest conversations about design. Um, and, and Tiger, I have told you more than once, and I know not everybody is going gonna, is gonna to feel this way. Just looking at the chat, I can kind of feel that, that there's some polarity on this. But I've said to Bubba and I've said to Ripper, looking at the design of these last two months, it, it really, like, a- at its core, Deep Space Nine has had great features. And I know you, community, you guys are going to say I'm crazy. I'm not. I've said it. I said it before the September arc that if it implemented Bubba, I really liked what I saw. I said the same thing this month. If it implements, I really, really like what I see. The design is good. This has the potential to be and I, and I and I'm not just blowing smoke Dunzo I'm not Tiger this has the potential to be the best feature of the year if we can get a couple of cost scaling and a couple of pain points ironed out this is the feature of the year in my book I mean I don't know You're just trying to butter me up Bajoran or the that. Alliance Starbase Bajoran faction right Well just Deep Space 9 in in Deep Space in, 9 yeah, Deep Space arc, 9 yeah, because, because I think the Alliance Starbase was great I think the research tree is phenomenal but these solo armadas Ripper you heard it in the meeting when we were getting our preview the arc runner said solo armadas I mean I I I clapped like that was exciting to me that is new and refreshing content and and the way that these are written and I know that there are players out there that are struggling with the state of their account as compared to what the expectations are uh, from a design standpoint. But really, I think that it that it does look pretty good. And if your account is not community at the at the proper level of what the game is expecting of you right now, then now you have something to work on. You've got a direction of something that you need to improve in the account that will help speed your progression in this new loop and there's a lot of research i keep calling it research but these favors that are pretty good this is almost like another starbase and their research don't worry about it dj i think research is good no they're not research guys they're favors they're favors they're bones it is literally a research tree (laughs) 
I know, but I like this research. I think it looks good. Tiger, uh, one last question, real quick, before we let you go. We're actually one minute over I our do time. Wanna, community. Sorry, I, I, I have a little bit of a, a little light. Uh, Ripper, you're fundamentally asking, like, there are a lot of. Um, it's your term. Are you guys familiar with escaped defects? A lot of bugs and build issues and stuff that stuff went out. Um, I, I, I mean, I also, also some some design. Let's just say rough edges. I, uh, Gala. <laughs> Donzo, we don't talk <laughs> about Gala anymore. Okay, like we don't do that anymore. I just, I just want to make sure we're talking about the same thing. I'm not on the same uh, meta page as you guys. Yes. Uh, 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 uh not good. Shit. Um, there are some initiatives that we're doing that are new and exciting on the team level in terms of process and catching things and, and things like that. Uh, uh, we're working on it. I can't be more specific than that. I oh god, no! Don't start the memes, please. Yeah, come on, guys! <laughs> yes. Come on! Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that is one example, right? Gala was yeah. one of the things. There were, there were other rough edges. Yeah, there were several all designs. in that one. Yes, yeah. Our yeah, I I can't get into it super much, but there are some new there are some extra new initiatives based specifically on stuff from that and stuff from the following month, um especially about escaped defects. Like our process for that is is kind of flawed and much more tooling about releases and, and stuff. I'm like I'm not gonna grill you on on tech. We're tech not gonna grill on anything other also... than Bajoran stuff right here. That was the rules, yeah, Ripper. <laughs> I, I think that like out of all the people that broke the rules, it it's yeah, Ripper. Like, it's so... ri it's the criminal. Yeah. Of course it is. Of course it is. Oh yeah, we can throw Ripper under the bus. That sounds great. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. So rules I, are meant I, to be I, broken. I know that's so vague and not really actionable by the community. I apologize, but like I, I do promise that there's there's actions on there. There was not just like a, a silent a cry in the dark about that. Last question yeah. mm -hmm. that uh, that I've got for you, Tiger, uh, and and this is merely a point of clarity. It doesn't need to be fully explained because I know you guys are out of time. And and by the way, thank gosh, thank you guys so much. Um, Tiger, it has been made apparent that uh, some ops level players are not seeing uh, the rare directives in their Uncommon Exchange. And by the same token, on the other side of that same coin, some players are seeing less than the number of directives needed for a full pull. Can you give a little bit of insight into, into the intent of that Uncommon loot? Like, why 175 directives, and why are some players not seeing them at all? So 175 is essentially just the way of making the loop um, give out the amount of directives you want to give out and the time frame you want to give it out in. It could have been, um, it could have been 200 in a chest, which I don't know. Maybe that would have worked better, but also it would have meant that it takes longer. You have to get more uncommon kills, so you don't get the chest as often, which means you get less uncommon uh, secondary re rewards, which means less progression in the store. So it felt like a good compromise because we're really focused on the engagement of one uncommon per day. We wanted to make sure we got that right. Didn't want to sacrifice that. So that was the most important thing. And then. Um, the question about players who were under level, I think it's going to be 39s and below, who don't see the rares, it's because it's not for them yet. That mechanic, in fact, Solar Armadas were actually originally only for G4. And we kind of late in development decided to extend that to G3 as well, because it's a really cool mechanic. We want to bring them in. We want players to engage. We don't want them to feel left out. Uh, the G3 players actually have a lot of loops, though, to be going through, right? And G4 players have less loops. Like um, we were saying earlier, players tend to finish up some of those loops and they are looking for more to do in the higher levels. And that's kind of what this faction was originally going to be built for. So by giving that preview, we opened up some of the faction to G3 players, but we didn't need them directly um, 
engaging in every single part of it because it's just it's so much time basically we could have allowed them but they probably a wouldn't have the power to defeat these targets because i think the lowest level is 41 it is so yeah that was one thing we talked about before you came in the lowest rare target is indeed uh level 41 and it's and it's pretty Correct. it's pretty hefty and it, i mean it's even hefty. for a 41 it's got a decent warp range on it as well at 45 so it's not you know it's not um not everybody uh, at Ops 35 is going to be able just to fly up on these things with the power to kill it. And, and it feels like a bit of a bait too, right? If you're getting directions for something and everyone else is participating and they're all getting their stuff and they're claiming and then you go to do it and you can't do it, it just you literally don't have the power. It feels like you're doing something wrong and that sends the wrong message. So that's kind of the idea. Just keep players focused on what they need to be doing at their level. And then once they hit the higher levels and they unlock more, give them what they need and they can do it at their level. Uh, it's not like you need to stack these things up and, oh, no, I'm missing out by not getting them. No, they're easy to get. Just by playing the loop, you'll get them all the time. Uh, every, I think it's three days, you're going to get 175. So you'll just stack these up pretty quick as soon as you have them unlocked. Like, it's not like you're missing out at all. So you would advise uh, level 35 through 39 players right now. Do you think that you would advise from, you're the guy who wrote it. So do you think that you would advise them to hold? on their uncommon loot exchange chest no, until no 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 don't not at all what i would say to those players is kill your hostiles you actually at an advantage because for level 35 to 39 you can actually hit up in terms of fighting hostiles so say i'm a level 35 i can probably clear level 37 hostiles no problem pretty easily and by doing that I actually don't have to grind as much for my hostile loot so while i don't get to participate in the uncommon um uh solar armadas i can still do the uh, sorry the the rare solar armadas and the epics i can still do the uncommons all the time and get my loot if you were to save it it would actually be really bad for you because every time your ops level goes up the loot requirement also goes up for those bundles so it's just going to cost you more and everything you saved might only be worth one pull and you could have got i don't know 10 20 mm, pulls at okay. your level if you had done it right away yeah but because you saved it now you're missing out so don't do use it right away i this loop is very focused on do not hoard. If you have a thing, spend a thing because we want you to engage right now. There's no point in saving these things up unless you're saving up for, I don't know, one of the favors that's expensive. But like that's an entirely different thing. Okay. All right. Very good. Um, Can we change the 175 uh, directive to 183? <laughs> why? <laughs> I want to hear the logic behind this though, but why? Okay. Why? Go. I think I think 183 is a nicer number. <laughs> <laughs> I vehemently disagree with you. <laughs> You're right. Obviously, it should be 187, Tiger. I mean, God, jeez, yeah, Ripper. Come on. Jeez. Yeah, 187. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> All right. Um, guys, thank you for the time that you spent with us today. Uh, do you want to hang out more? The community's got a ton of questions, but I know this was our agreed-upon time. Actually, we're seven minutes over, so I want to thank you guys so very much. Do you guys want to hang out, or do you you guys have other stuff to do? Dunzel's been PMing me. Want to hang out? Uh, listen, absolutely. Yeah. I can, um, go, I can but... go another 10, 15. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Look, look at there. All right. Then uh, let me just try to hammer through some of these questions. Yes, Tiger. Go. I said I, I said I, I just volunteered. To. Oh, you did. Okay. So, <laughs> so, but that doesn't mean I can. That doesn't mean I can. So I actually have a lot of things I need to get to. Oh, okay. Yeah, I Sorry. really do. I, so, I, am, I am recalling Tiger. It's not him. It's not, it's not, <laughs> Tiger's like, you know, listen, you guys are Tiger. great. You guys oh, are great. But, you know, listen, I got to get my kids off the bus. I can stick around for five or ten if you guys want to chat with me. That would be great. Tiger. my my throwing tiger under the bus on his schedule <laughs> well listen in all fairness during during our our quick chat right before this dunzel was like listen on anything like i'm just absolutely taking tiger 
tiger meat bus. Okay, there, there it is, right there. He's just gonna throw him underneath it, the whole thing. Tiger, oh. um, man, first of all, thank you. Like genuinely, from the bottom of my furry cat heart, thank you for being the first game designer to ever appear on this show. Thank you so very much for the time that you have spent with us today, ladies and gentlemen. Live from Game Design, Mr. Tiger. Thank you. It was a pleasure. I love this kind of stuff. I'd love to do it more. Yeah, we, we do too. And we'll look forward to having you back. Thank you so very much. We've got five minutes on the clock with designer Dunzel. Um, Dunzel, you are, um, can you very quickly, just for those of you who, who don't know you, can you summarize your position within game design? Cause like you are, you're a day one guy, right? Like, are you, are you the head honcho? Like, are you the boss man? Are you Keenzer's mom? No, 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 no. So, so Keenzer hired me, <laughs> uh, and and so I was I was like Keenzer's minion for for a while. Um, what? Uh, yeah, I can. Uh, my title is lead designer. Um, there are three lead designers, like uh, in the in the cohort. I don't know what you want to call it, the cabal for <laughs> us here. Um, and uh, uh, myself. Data and a narrative designer. I don't know what his handle is. Have you guys ever talked with the head of narrative? We'll just call him Billy. I don't think oh, I have. No. It's very close. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, don't dox me. Um, yeah. So th those are three, and then we have a creative director above us. I don't know his handle either. I don't think either of them have done interviews or anything like that. So that's my position. Well, um, the and reason... the other designer Data has been on the team for like eight years or some crap like that seven eight nine years i don't know what it is he was here through almost all of dev he's a very early digit employee like year two or three or something like that and he was here through all the dev and launch and and is still here and has um predated me by all of that so so i blame him for more stuff there you go yeah fair listen yeah. uh all the original stuff that i had that i couldn't touch yeah it's his poop, fault poop rolls uphill uh let me the reason i asked that question <laughs> yeah. uh the reason i asked that question is that there are maybe if you're willing to entertain it a few broader questions and maybe even related to the to the Bajoran loop but like for example and and guys he's not engineering so like to ask you Dunzel about why the rare directive doesn't have a starter chest that is probably not even in your wheelhouse right like the developers know engineering knows like I'm sure it was supposed I, to be there right I actually yeah the um uh, is this how uh for armadas for yeah, the yeah, the Jim like Hadar uh, Armadas. ACC? The Jim Hadar Armadas are not oh, currently no, no. dropping the starter chest for the rare uh, for the rare starts uh, on the rare completions. But but again, I don't know that that's necessarily his warehouse, guys. There, um, yeah, there are several rares that are don't have a chest, and they're adding the chest. Did we cool. release that fix yet? That, but that would be more of a design thing, not an engineering thing, I think. Right? Well, maybe, uh, yes, maybe it yeah. is. Design maybe it does is. control That's... it. Okay. Good question. Actually, I'm happy to tell. There is a giant sheet uh, we call loot filter, and it is the dreaded, most evilest thing ever. It's this massively over-engineered system that was supposed to do this kind of way crazy thing, and all we do is is use it to give you care of blueprints, actually. Okay, since you bring that up, okay. Can you send that to me, please? It's in STFC space, right? It's in our fixtures, so it goes out with the whole data dump, doesn't it? No, 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 no. The loot chests don't. Oh, huh. I will ask about that. I'm not yes. going to just 
send it to you. Sorry. Uh, why? Do oh. you guys want to know what the carrot drops are? Yeah. Yes. Wait, wait. Okay, wait, wait. You're too eager. What am I missing here? That that is the secret. <laughs> no, no. I mean, seriously, like it's a secret sauce. Well, that, let, that me, let me let no, me no, no. Actually, the I actually get that. I actually get that question a lot um, about drops and stuff. Where can I go and... get carrot blueprints? Right? Like, what system gives me carrot blueprints? That's All the question them. people want. All of them. Yeah. Um, well, I know. Along I, that I, question, I, though. I'm teasing you guys along here. Great, <laughs> al yeah. yeah, he's like, listen, we've only got one minute left. Uh, you all just keep talking to me about carrot blueprints. <laughs> We're going to talk about carrot blueprints for the rest of this time. Um, here, let me so let me finish off about loot filter. Uh, if there's a massive sheet, because loot filter is not even the only one. There's a massive sheet called loot filter. And then there's a giant thing called, I don't even remember the name because I don't deal with it, loot categories or some crap that, like, feeds into loot filter so i like i make a loot filter and then i define like several categories and then i assign those to a ship and basically it's all just hellish and like i think we just missed some of the chests so um there's a fix coming out the uh the rares will properly all have their chests to be clear i think tiger was telling me this the the, the contents of the chests are like this like tiny portion of what you're supposed to be getting so it's like not a big deal that you're not getting a seriously chest. i just go out it yeah isn't it that fixes it, Bubba Joe. Look, Jonathan Ingram. That's gonna fix it. So what, what? are the what are the no. loot Yes, you said it's taking you too long. The little long PVE to chest, right? Wait, are you talking about the starter chest on the on the Gem Hadar Armadas? That's what you're talking about, right? The okay, well, I, I, the I think I'm misunderstanding what the starter chest is. Then, yeah. See, the look, this is the problem with, with, with Tiger. If you start an Armada <laughs> and you win, you get a chest. Yeah. yeah. That you can open. And yeah. it contains and it contains that, that more of the uncommon solo loot. You're saying, yeah, isn't it just a little bit compared to? Yeah, it's very tiny. It is. And you said yeah, it's that very that, tiny. And, and you said it was it's supposed like to be 1%. more. Oh no no no! I said I said those are all supposed to be uh, populated properly. The, the rares are missing them sometimes, right? Oh, dang yeah. on it! There are lots of rares that are missing. Them. All right, I yeah. misunderstood. Yeah. Sorry, what's the what's the issue? What is is? Well, listen, if it, I mean, if it gave more loot. I mean, it does give a small oh, amount sure. of loot. Oh, sure, yeah, 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 It does give a small sure. amount of loot. I just I'll modify it. your account, DJ, so that yours gets more loot. But nobody else. On, an by a million. <laughs> on an armada that oh, gives sure. 4 million loot normally, yeah, 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 the yeah, starter yeah. chest gives 70,000. That's right. Because the So it... I'll give you the full context, and, and please don't bite, bite my head off about it. It used to give Kara blueprints... Which you should yes, do a no. small amount of stuff. So <laughs> that's what that's the story of why it exists. Well, now listen, why? let's let's be clear, community. If 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 more loot so came, the, the entire in the loop chest. was balanced around the true contents of the, the cargo, right? And then the chests are all just bonus above and beyond what we had planned. So that's the story there. I don't know if that makes you feel better at all. But that, that's what it was supposed to be. Well, it should, players, because y we know that loot bonuses don't affect the starter chest. So if you get extra right. favors, yes. you get the we loot bonus. The majority in the, yeah. It comes from the Armada itself. You know, um, maybe let me make this my last question, because I'm trying to think of the best question to ask one of the lead designers for the game that we know and love. Oh, I've oh, got God. one. Oh, like no. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, go ahead, Please. Bubba Joe. Yes, sir. The hey, oh, Tell me both of them, and I'll pick one to answer. How's that? <laughs> oh god! Uh, <laughs> all right, Bobby, you, you go. go. You go first. So one of your commitments, uh, designer Dunsel, was uh -oh. to make sure. Like <laughs> he's a he's a sure whale. He's a whale. Yes, yes, I know. Was to make sure that all levels of players felt engaged in the content. And one of the things that you acknowledged was that when G four launched, and mm. for a majority of the G four life. 
all of the content that was coming out was not engaging those G4 players very well. And yeah. that you cited that when G5 came out, that the superhighways was an attempt to help keep the G5 players engaged. It's a small thing, yeah. And so what I'd like to ask is how do how how do we continue to have these scaling issues and other related issues when it comes to G5 content? Like if there's a hostile hitting loop, the people that are designing it are designing it with the assumption that Pike Moreau Chen exists and that hitting 100 hostiles is not a big deal, except that doesn't work for the G5 players. So you're continuing to disengage the G5 players from the new content because the people that are designing the new content appear, whether this is correct or not, to not understand the exact dynamics of a G5 player and the costs and the mechanisms that they have to go through to mm. engage with the content. So my question is, is how do you plan to improve that from where we sit today is there a specific loop you had in mind that we did bad with the so for this team, one before the strike team existed for this one it's not the strike team, strange uh, new worlds yeah so for this one it's um i mean for this one it's the cardassian armadas you know we're talking about you know ripper and me and trader we're having to hit six or seven of those armadas before we can even get a chest because of the costs associated with that because right. of the loot yeah, yeah. that's coming out from it or if we're talking about having to kill our ship, you know, five or six or seven times to fill up the hole to get the requirements that we need just to do that first chest or that first or second chest of the loot to get us to those credits, right? So yeah, routinely, yeah, yeah. you know, when it was the Franklin A, when it was the Franklin A, we were required to go hit level 50 swarm. Our Franklin A couldn't get there unless you spent $1,000. You know, the Fisha right. had the yeah. same problem with these content that when you sit, you look and say, oh, well, a level 55 should be able to go do these advanced things, except that the content just came out. And so the requirement to engage in it is so much harsher for that level of player. So what are you doing? What can you do to help yeah. mitigate that? So that's my question. Go ahead, DJ. Okay. Give him a song. Okay. Oh, I was going yeah, to yeah, yeah, say, give him a softball. Bubba, did you just <laughs> say give him a softball? He did. He's uh, giving me yeah. an out here. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll answer fired. both. Go, let's go ahead. What, what's your question, DJ? Uh, I mean, I got to be honest with you. I like that question, but I, I did want yeah, to. Right, look, look, I'll answer both. Let's, let's do it first. So that one, yeah. Yeah, please. Um, go ahead. Honestly, on, I, 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 I can appreciate that players as a whole feel like a pattern of. Um, Greatism, <laughs> for right, like yeah, the the I know what you're talking about with the Franklin. I know what you're talking about with the with the 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 uh, Bajoran Solar Modas loot here. Uh, not the Solar Modas, the hostile loot. Um, I know what you're talking about with the uh, the Fisha. Um, all of those um, instances. In, in every single one of those cases, the the true answer is like a different like individual f up honestly like right um i i'm pretty sure the hostile loot is is just goofy on those levels somebody didn't keep in mind the maximum cargo sizes at that time and we didn't scale them quite properly enough uh and i think we just need to fix those and do something like tiger was saying i don't want to be reactive because if i just cut them down then it's like oh now like level 54s are the best ones to kill and they're not doing enough etc we have to change the drops and the costs and and so there needs to be a holistic response uh, I don't want to just do it very quickly, but that is just a dumb thing. We didn't intend for you to do seven halls. It was just a dumb thing. Uh, Fisha, Franklin, there were missteps there as well that were different dumb things and wasn't like 
oh, we were trying to screw over the G5s or anything like that. Like super, super clear. I, I just definitely want to say that. I don't know. I don't know if it, I doubt it makes anybody feel better about that, but that that is that is the actual case of what's going on. And it's not a, a system of oppression or anything like that. I know that doesn't make you feel better. Um, we need to get better about that stuff. There are dumb things that happen at different levels. Players often get hit because there are fewer uh, G5 players often get hit. There are just fewer designers that have been playing long enough to have accounts in G5 themselves. So dumb stuff happens more often for that, I, I, I can imagine. Um, you could we need to get better at me. it. Playtest. And I can tell you a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, and yeah, and 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 that's what initiatives like this. Tiger going in and talking to players. Tiger's account is not in in G five. He is only he hasn't even been with us. For, I think he celebrated his anniversary uh, last month, his one year anniversary uh, working with the team. Uh, his account isn't that high. He absolutely is in here with one in, in, intention of talking with the players, getting more perspectives, and getting more understanding from. Uh, there from from g5 players and making sure that we're hitting the mark correctly there for them right so um we absolutely uh do need to get better and we want to uh uh improve these so uh for the cargo i think we're going to do a fix there that'll fix it up there's no intent for them to do sevens for, to, to do seven trips for other uh cases uh, we need to handle them on a case-by-case -case basis of fixing. For the overall arching thing of I feel oppressed as a G5 player because f***s happen, that is uh, 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 a tension for making sure that we're testing in those levels and making the design loops work at those levels and having more experience on the design team. Here's what cargos look like at G5. Here's what uh, hostiles look like at G5. Uh, the PMC thing is is not... When we did the daily goals for G5, the uh, the kill targets, right? The, they kept scaling up past 52. Those did not take PMC into account. We did do targets that, um, sorry, not they didn't take PMC into account. We did do kill testing without PMC at those levels and thought that that was appropriate. Obviously, there's just this big cliff that players hit, and it just doesn't feel good despite the call that we made at that time. So again, it's case by case. There's a lot of different situations um the 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 way that we get better at this is to have the designers have experience and to get better at this uh there's no going to be simple fix where we um uh it, it, isn't a single panacea right again there are individual individual errors so i don't have a i don't have a global fix for that well and and if i'm being fair and and this is where ripper this is where the community is going to tell me I got my shield cap on. But if I'm looking at like the last 90 days, even to six months, I'm, I am seeing Scopely being more responsive faster than like when, you know, the Fisha came out or when, you know, the Franklin A came out, Bubba Joe, because there were some clear and obvious problems there. But, you know, like even when the Cerritos came out, you came to me and you said that you had a problem with, with warp range with the events that were that were being required of you. And that was fixed you know, like the next day. And then we saw the Mantis and, and its cargo issue, and that was fixed quickly. So I'm not, I'm not relieving what's happening, you know, what's, what's getting churned out of, of game design, but I do think that it's fair for us to, to acknowledge the fact that their response is better than it used to be. Because, like, for example, if you go back to Franklin A. Bubba Joe, there wasn't a response, you know? 
And what I do want to say, like, as in terms of like team priority and product priority, we are absolutely aware of like trying to make things uh, interesting. We we scaled these essays uh, like all the way up into 60s, specifically with players in mind, so they have things to go after, like you were saying, an actual challenge, reasons to like have ships, you know, to do stuff with. Uh, and 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 so it's not like a lack of attention. I I I I very much want to say like this is a priority for us, and we try to make time. To, to make interesting features in the space and do things uh, along those lines for those players. They're our most engaged and, ha and hardcore players, and we value them so so heavily. And, and it hurts me every time that we have a screw-up that affects them. Well, that was so basically, you're saying you don't have enough people that actually know about all the, the entire problem space. No, I'm sorry. I... I, I I'm just trying to identify to you guys like why it feels like it's more along those lines. That isn't the root cause uh, in the slightest. Like, the we 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 have the numbers. We design for the for those things. When we do features that are specifically for like G5, the um uh like a exocomps, the group exocomps, right, are exclusively G5. There are not enough features that we want to do that are that are G5, but um we and we should be doing more, but. I'm just trying to explain why it looks that way. It's not a, an issue of like, like, oh, we just are clueless and, and don't know the game in those levels at all. There are individuals that have made mistakes because of those portions, but I don't, I don't know how to how to recognize to you yeah, guys no, that I mean, it's not I, an actual pattern of abuse, right? Yeah, no, and and I get what you're saying, and and I don't, I mean, listen, it, as you guys can say what you want, I've never I've never come out here and 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 said that it that it's malicious intent you know or or maybe i have on on one or two things but but it, it's it's you know there there are sometimes yeah, I, I, mistakes all i'm and trying to really get at sorry to, all i'm really trying to get at is the like you know you guys have done all these features that targeted g5 players were errors and I, like i i empathize with that i understand that's all i'm trying to really say i understand where you guys are with that and i'm trying to explain why it's not like an intent, right? I, that, that I, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. I guess I guess my only request is to, and and this is simply put, hire Bubba. is to do better. Oh, okay. <laughs> they can't afford me. Can't afford me. <laughs> let's, let's be clear. Um, I did not say that there are no G5 designers. You guys know that I'm a G5 player myself. Okay. Um, like, uh, please don't don't like. Um, I, I'm sorry. I'm responding to the to the chat channel there really quickly. I, um. There are naturally fewer designers, and so sometimes mistakes happen because a designer is doing something. But it's not like a systemic like there's no G5 players on the team or anything like that. And you know, and again, in wrapping this piece up, um, I, I do want to, I do want to thank Dunzel and and praise him for for having the guts to come and stand before you guys today. Uh, even though like what what was intended here, Bubba, was not meant was not meant at all to be you know, hey, we've got problems. But it was meant to kind of educate about this new loop. So I appreciate Denzel being here, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to axe it right here. But that being said, what you guys have asked and what he has commented on is, is, is obviously a frustration that we all share. And I get that, and I, and I certainly understand why there are perceptions uh, sometimes about you know, what comes out and, and this and that. But at the end of the day, and we all do know that they work on their projects. Tiger even said, like, this is my project. I haven't looked at Syndicate. I haven't looked at, at this. Like, this has been my baby. And Dunzel, I would imagine this, this as a feature, this was not something he just, he just rolled over in his sleep and decided to bang out. Like, this is a good feature. And, and it's expansive. And it is 
very detail-oriented. He's been working on this for a while, right? I really want to call out uh, Tiger for uh, the effort and the love and the 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 polish that he's put into this feature. Uh, really leading. And, and uh, let's be clear, sorry, it is a team. There are several other designers that have worked on this that are all uh, senior and experienced and put in lots of hours. Tiger is the one that happened to come on here and interview with you guys. Tiger has also taken the initiative for his own time to come in and chat with the Discord, chat with the Discord community, rather, uh, and, and, and taking his own personal time. Like, he's gone off and he's finishing out his work tasks for the rest of the day, minus this time today. Uh, and also for Tiger to drag me into the call. Yeah. Uh, and, well, and, from and what I understand, Don Toy, it, yeah. it was only because you didn't trust me, okay? Absolutely. <laughs> you, were here as a ba- you were here as a babysitter. Um, that being said, no, it really was. Like, this is monumental. I can't even tell you what it means to me to have you and have Tiger here and to have the designer. I think this is great. And I would love in the future when, when loops come out and there's there's new stuff that we need to be able to learn and understand and you guys want to educate us on, I would love to have these conversations again. So, again, guys, that's why I don't really want to devolve it into, into what else is going on. This was meant today to teach you guys and give you the intent behind the Bajoran loop. My question, Bubba Joe was going to be like 2% or skim. Okay, like I wasn't going to go into all that. I was going to be done in like a minute, all right? Um, that's right, turkey or ham. Um, but, I, <laughs> I, but I do want to say, Dunzel, and I've said this for two months, this, I believe, and Bubba might disagree, but I believe this is the best content that game design has done this year. I think the Starbase is wonderful, and that research tree is wonderful, and I think this loop, barring a couple of rough edges and, and a few segments of ops, guys, I'm not, I'm not ignorant, okay, to the pain some of you guys are feeling, but at its core, the intent of this loop and the design of this loop, man, I, it, I, it's been a long time since I've seen something prettier, and I really just want, you know, I've said that, I've said it privately, and I've said it publicly for the last 60 days. Dunzo, I want you to know, too, I very much have praised the design, the game design of both last month and this month. This is good. I just wish that all eight cylinders from Scopely HQ were all firing at the exact same time because implementation can, can take a good feature and, and give it a sour taste. I feel like it's oh, yeah, a absolutely. great feature. It's a great feature. Yeah. Well, th- thank you for that. I appreciate it. And I just wanted to say thank you to you guys as fans all the players and stuff that uh, tiger started off with this and I'll, I'll end with it end of the day we're devs we're nerds sitting behind desks and, and we're just trying to make good content for for all the players so uh i'm glad uh, i'm glad something uh, is looking uh, rosier than sourer so that's uh, very good very glad for that well i appreciate your time very much ladies and gentlemen for the first time ever Game design live on the stage of Talking Trek. Ladies and gentlemen, designer Dunzel, thank you so very much. Thank you all. Thank you all for your time. Thank you so very much. Guys, we are going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll dissect this and wrap up right after this. You've been listening to one of the most special episodes of Talking Trek we have ever recorded back after this. Hang on. Guys, you've seen it displayed from the content creators. You've heard it talked about. Introducing the next great, amazing tool in Star Trek Fleet Command. It's Spox.club. Maybe you've already tried it out, but have you really explored this thing? Visit Spox.club to customize your research, efficiencies, or even plan out your builds. Trying to figure out how your crew did compared to the other guy? Or maybe comparing a new grinding crew to the old standard? Compare your battle logs to see every detail of your combat side by side. Get all this and more by visiting Spox.club today. Check it out. This program is made possible in part by a grant from the makers of Monkey Shine's personal cleansing cloths. Keep your monkeys spanking clean with Monkey Shine's. 
It's the horror film that's ruining the country. Joe Biden stars in The 46th Sense. I see dead people. Our 46th president has lost his mind, and he's communicating with the dead. Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? The 46th Sense, now playing at the White House. Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast in Ripper, what might be described as one, I, I'll gotta be honest with you, this is probably the my favorite show I have ever hosted here for the Talking Trek community, not because of, of who we had per se, or not because of the questions that got answered, but because of the statement that this community has made to Scopely. Never, ever before have we had game design on any form of public content, and certainly not live. This was a thrill for me. I hope it was a thrill for you guys. Um, I, Ripper, I am just happy right now. I hate that I've got to end the show. i got to go get Oliver. So I hate that I got to end the show in like the next five or ten minutes, but Bubba, like, what a testament to the community that we have built here, don't you think? Yeah, it was it was a it was a very interesting chat. See, Bubba Bubba wasn't feeling it. Neither was Shiny. <laughs> Shiny says, "Yeah, no, 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 not no, satisfying." No, no, no. I, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, I I was happy that. Uh, I, I was happy to have the co- opportunity, right? I learned a lot about the loop and their intent. I don't think it's achieving what they're hoping for, but I'm willing to give it two weeks and wait and then say, well, hey, this is where you've missed the mark, right? Or this is where it's not doing mm-hmm. what you thought it was going to be doing, and these are the things we think that might help it, right? Yeah. I'm okay willing at that time frame, right? I, that was useful to hear. And I was happy that, you know, Dunsel didn't cut and run when I asked him my hard question. <laughs> that was a good question, man. Like, when we stepped into this, they were like, all right, we got to keep this to the Bajoran loop. Like, we're not going to get into, you know, all this other stuff. And I said, yeah, no, I mean, that's why I want you here. You know, so, like, I, I didn't mean to you know, to let it kind of go that direction at the very end. But, I mean, he also said that he was willing to answer the question. So, you know, um, uh, but I, I thought it was really, really nice to have them here and uh, and to be able to talk about that. Now, regarding his intent and regarding the loop, I, I think that they have already kind of seen Bubba Joe where 
their original intent might be just a little bit off. You know, he's talking about the warp range issue. They're also talking about the the cargo issue and and the the number of hostiles that you're going to have to kill in order to do the triple refine of the hostile exchange. Like you heard him say, like the intent is to do three. You know, well, I think some players are going to find that extremely difficult. And um and you know, if his math is a 14-day cycle, I can totally see that holding up if everybody was able to do triple pulls every single day, Bubba. But when that doesn't happen... No, even then, nope. Not for us. What do you mean? Uh, tell me. Which... Not for us. Not for, for a lot of 52 plus or 51 plus players. Listen, the whole point of the 52... Uh, what the whole point of the problem that you guys were talking to me about with the 52 plus is just the, the sheer number that you got to hit the time and the cost, right? It, yeah, that's one, but it's also, also the, the amount of you have to hit. It is so many. Well, yeah, yeah. And warp range. I mean, but, but, one but, chest. Yeah. Well, but no, here's the thing. Warp range, that like everything warp <laughs> range kind of, kind of fixes that. Okay. Like, like I told you earlier, rip, like to I, a I degree. Yes. You're a 53. We'll have to see how high we can hit, right? I, I Well, Bubba, you've been saying, and, and you saw the conversation with Trader. like if you guys got a brute, you're probably going to be able to hit what you're supposed to be hitting if there was no warp, warp range. Like, let's pretend for a second that there absolutely was no warp range, right? Bubba, would you have a problem hitting what you're supposed to hit? Do you? And, and Trader said the same thing. I really wish you were here. Well, she, I so asked her the I, question, if you eliminate that, Will you be able to hit what you're supposed to hit? She was like, yeah, no pe- no problem. Easy peasy. So I'm the exception, right? Because I already told you, I can kill the 58s, no problem. Mm-hmm. But I have two G5 rare ships. And then I can take both of them and my G5 uncommon. And that's my three ships, right? Most yeah, players probably not that. the norm. It probably no, no, is no, no. not. I, so I, let, no, me, no, no. let me I, ask I told, the question. I told DJ that. That is not the norm. Most players will have their progression. They will go uncommon to rare, to epic, and then they will go back and get the ships. So let me ask you a question, I don't have any intention of being 60 anytime soon, so I said I can go ahead and invest in a second rare ship because these will be my ships forever. Well, that's how I felt about building the quarry. But let me ask you a question. If you did go with a G5 rare and then a G5 uncommon and maybe even a G4 epic, would you be able to kill the 58? If you use all the tools available. Right? Like, I, I mean, use Exos, uh, use Cerritos. I mean, would you? Well, you can't use Cerritos because you can't summon it there. So I guess that's out. Um, my Cerritos gets there. So does Traders. Oh, no kidding. Really? So wait, your Cerritos has better warp range than the than the Disco? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Because right. of that extra research. The research at the end of the tree. Okay, okay, okay. All right, so let me ask you, Bubba, if you had one G5 rare okay, and then a G5 uncommon, or, or what I would okay. refer to as two meat shields, even two G4 okay. epics maybe, do you think you'd be able to kill the, the 58? Because Trader says yes. I, I am uncertain because my Vorcha, which is my uncommon, which was the smallest ship I had, died pretty early in the battle. So I'm not certain if, say, you know, and it, I think the, the, the battle lasted, I think, uh, 15 rounds, and I want to say the Vorcha died at, like, round five. Yeah. So if well, the if I brought say Tribune Vorcha and uh, and uh, Sanctus right if I brought those ships and the Tribune dies in round two or three was it really much of a meat shield? Well, that's true. Uh, but 
it might be a meat shield for those two or three rounds, and it might get extra shots if you got burning. Like, and, and this is what we don't have time to get into today, and Bubba, you would even warn me against this, so we are not going to do this today. But guys, if you and, and if Ripper and Bubba wanted to hang out and talk about this, I'm here to tell you, crewing is more important here than it's ever been before. All right? You, get, you have no benefit of the Spock down bug. You have no benefit of multiple abilities from the same officer set. You don't have any of those traditional armada patterns that we have fallen into, Bubba Joe. Crewing on this is going to be so ridiculously important, and it will matter. It absolutely will matter on what ship you put them on because the armada will still rank your ships by power, and there are no stars, Bubba Joe. I agree. And I think that there are two obvious crews and then there's you you have a I'll say a third crew that you can kind of play with, but who you put on what crew is going to be important. And I Absolutely. I'm okay with that level of strategy. Yeah. I was always okay with the PVP level of strategy of you're bringing on our guard wharf, so I'm bringing the anti-crit crew or you see the anti-crit crew and you go with the piercing crew instead of the crit crew, right? I like that level of strategy as opposed to the pvp for dummies that they're now deploying so yeah um I, I i you know i i'm okay with having to think your way through some of these problems i just think that the requirements of the number of armadas and the loot you get per is an exorbitant amount and and there is an imbalance there yeah I, and i don't disagree and i think they even right. they even acknowledge i was not saying you did I just, yeah they yes. even acknowledge that that there are two things that's in their slack right now and one is uh, you know, the, the cargo and the number of hostiles, especially in the G5 realm, and the other is this warp range problem. Fundamentally, Trader is prohibited by the game's mechanics from hitting what the designer intended. And I think they're looking at that very closely. Um, yes, guys, I'm going to have to go. You guys asked for an update on Ducat, all right? This is what I'm going to give you. So congratulations to those of you who waited till the very end. Here's your update on Gold Ducat. Echo and I and Ripper and all the other content creators were given some information that was later that was later modified by by the ops team. We had talked and it, you guys heard Echo. Echo was excited about it too. We were talking about it on the talk. I wasn't, cars. I wasn't there. Oh, did you not hit that meeting? Okay. Um, either way. We were, we were presented with information that there would be a new and interesting way to source this officer that was going to be similarly styled in such a way. That information, uh, whether it was on the brief that Echo got or, or the way Echo communicated it to me or even the way that Echo understood it, it w- it's not going to happen that way. All right, I am unclear at this point, I, as I believe Scopely is unclear on exactly what they're going to do with gold to cot look look at the calendar have you ever seen a calendar with no material spend events and and let me be clear velvet rev rev only knows the same thing that i've been told but i'm here to tell you i'm not really taking that line down okay so i mean rev they have given us a, a an idea i don't think it's been decided on yet and and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna fight on this. All right. Respectfully and politely, but I am gonna fight on this. Um and and when you say Velvet that it's money, not materials, 
I, I don't think that is the intent either. But that that is not far off from the proposal that was given to us. And and even now, like, for example, the directive event that you guys come, got coming up, it's not heroic, Bubba Joe. It's just a good old-fashioned traditional milestone with, like, four milestones and X number of shards in that event. It is not Kobayashi. All right? So So even if you were thinking about even if you were thinking about, well, okay, I'll spend money to get a bunch of directives and just do it that way, well, that's not it either. All right? So it's not Kobayashi. It's not um, the, the, what we thought it was. That being said, I know that Echo and myself and Rev are all advocating for something different, and that's why I say it has not been decided. All right? Scopely, I believe, approached this month exactly the way. This is why under, I think that, that Echo thought of it the way he did, Bubba, is that Scopely is trying to take a break from auctions. They heard what we said last month. Now, me personally, I feel like there's a difference between, you know, five auctions and zero auctions, all right? I, I don't think that there should be zero auctions. I think they are, are exaggerating... Uh, our feedback. I think I think it's a little bit dramatic. All right. I don't think it should be zero solo leaderboards, but I also don't think it should be five either. If I'm being frank about it. All right. That being said, Scopely did decide to take an opportunity this month to step away from solo leaderboards. So, I believe now internally there was a little bit of confusion over how the sourcing would actually present this month. And that is why I am going to tell you here that I don't think it's set in stone. So if you were asking me if you should bl- if you should spend your materials, my answer is going to be the same as it always is, Bubba. I'm not. I'm not going to spend my materials until it rewards me to do so. I agree with that. All right. Especially because I'm telling you right here and now that I am advocating heavily for a little bit more transparency, and a change in their methodology this month. And by the way, it is being discussed. It is being worked on. Uh, There are propositions on the table, and nothing is solid. So I understand that that Rev might be leaning towards, you know, it's going to be a paid officer, and and Bubba, I don't think that that it would be – shocking if if packs were to come out for this officer all right I, I i almost maybe expect that directly or indirectly but i am advocating for some other means some additional means a secondary means for players who aren't going to open a wallet and and i truly do believe that that was intended to happen this month but there was clearly some internal miscommunication on how it was going to present that being said you have my word that I will continue to represent the best interests of the community in, in a way that is not directly contraindicative to what Scopely wants as well. All right. At the end of the day, we played their game. They designed it, and I'm guest in their house, and they got to make a buck, and I am totally fine with that. You'll never hear me say otherwise. But I also always feel, Bubba, that there is a good balance. There are ways to sync materials. There are ways to sync valued currency. There are ways that you should be rewarding players for strategic gameplay, and I will continue to advocate for that. That is the only update that I have for you on Gold Ducat. 
That's it. I will keep you posted with more. Bubba Joe, anything else? Um, I'm sure there is, but you need to go. I do indeed need to go. It's been an action-packed show, and we've got more to bring you this coming weekend. Also, coming up tomorrow night, uh, I will tell you, we will be live on Twitch. Bubba Joe coming up tomorrow night. It'll be slightly later, probably in the 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern time zone uh, is where we'll go live. But Scopely has granted me 10 uncommon solo armadas. We're going to test anything you guys want to see. Whatever ships, whatever crews, we're going to do the math. I also fully intend on showing you the favors. Um, I will activate favors on screen and show you before and after what their impacts are. I have all this stuff planned for tomorrow night. Be sure to catch us on Twitch. Join us uh, by visiting our website at TalkingTrekSTFC.com. TalkingTrekSTFC.com, Bubba Joe, where we can invite those uh, players to come and watch our science. Watch the science experiment that is indeed our Twitch channel. Bubba, one I last thing. You, uh, yeah? I, I want to see you kill an armada with Badgie as captain on your pilot. I have veto power. <laughs> I, I do I do have veto power. Also, listen, I want to thank the players who contribute to this show. Once a month, I made a promise to read everybody's names in our patron program, Bubba Joe. I actually missed it in September, so I'm going to do it right now. Whether you give $5, whether you give $10, I thank all of you. And even though the list is wildly long, which is why we, we changed that to 10, Bubba Joe, I still felt it appropriate to recognize the players who do contribute to this show. So I want to thank every single one of you. And by the way, it's a long list. Here we go. Lord Neelix, Vinius, Lady Kess, Trader Tucker, Fix Your Bugs, <laughs> Iron Chef, Virtual Army, Delisle, Lord Kynes, Hammerhead, Regis, BK, Jayberg, Shady Pines, Big Shakes, Pavic, Lobot, Auto Obsession, Ripper Wants Clickable Banners, Tagora, Cruzita, Renegade, Ransusi, Junebree, Katana, Hank, Abe, DJ, Gur, MC101, Wayfarer, Late Nighter, Light Bull, Louis P, Zalvinar, Zinfried, Peffies, Your Mom, Blue Plague, Pez Loco, Wolfhammer, Chris, Stormbrinker, Gopher, Bills Mafia, IG83, Bayonetta, Razahound, Darkside, Luke, Grog, Edward, Fuzzy Games, Thorn, Archangel, Hope, Smoke Mohawk, Zuzu, BJC, Jet Ski, Bubba Joe Loves the Paying Mantis. <laughs> Madam Stargazer, Jason, Patrick, Captain Jack when Morse. When do I get veto power? The, yeah, the UPS man. Z-Man, Yusuke, Arian, the Professor, Captain Oblivious, and Hani, JD, Steve, Wingnut, Raxar, Liam, Indominus, Casey Jones, Goateet Spock, Ripper is God, JNL, Tash, Chronic Break, This Fella, Galen, Jesus Christ, Wet Willie Joe, K92, Subcommander, Darth Adama, General Chaos, Warren, Afox, Judge Kren, G-Force, Krami, uh, Crimey, Bominkus, Callus, Captain Q, Drakina, Garrick, Game Junior, Vegas, Admiral Inwarder, Cha Cha Roar, Scarlet Hawk, Looser, Kendall, Surge, LA Ravager, DJ Grades on a Curve, <laughs> Sipkino, Tekic, Seven of Nine, Jaga, Johnny Five, Never Go Full Tilly, Blue Mandalorian, Noxus, Accipiter, Gulls, Fermax, Dr. Link, Ray, James, The Clueless One, Schizoido, Likes a Bad, 70 by 7, Tom, Nicholas, uh, Welch, Kievo, Legolas, Fighting Texas Aggie, Gunner, and Mike, uh, Mike Rock. Thank you guys all so very much. What a crazy long list. All of our supporters, Bubba Joe, who contribute at a level of $5 or more per month to Talking Trek. A registered trademark and recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across podcast platforms everywhere. My name is indeed Ultimate DJs, your friendly neighborhood cat person. Saying meow for now. Love you, me to catch you on the next one. Take care, everybody. Bye. Meow.